to What Are You Doing Movie Archives. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Down in Front. Our movie this week is The Lost World, colon, Jurassic Park. Go ahead and pop yeah. in your DVD or Blu-ray or play, pause, whatever. Universal logo fades to black. First time you perceive a ball black, press pause. And in a second, when I say 3, 2, 1, on pause, I'll press play. And you can press play if you're watching this. And we'll watch the movie together in perfect sync. It'll be like any other commentary, except, of course, with four friends in your head. Those friends this week are myself, as always, T. Christie, my friend Brian William Fenifter. Greetings. Michael Dorkman Scott. Hello. And Trey the Amazing Stokes. Hi. And uh, the chat room will be troping this week, so tvtropes.org will be getting its representation from the masses. Ooh, very We're crowdsourcing. I want everyone to remember why they need us. All right, anyway, do yeah. our work for us. Democratic. There's something actually really interesting about the Lost World. Oh God, tell me. Um, mm. At one point, there's a dinosaur uh, running down the streets of San Diego, and you can see that the gas prices were a buck oh nine. Wow. Freedom costs a buck oh nine. Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> Freedom isn't free. Neither is gas in San Diego. All right, a little bit of history. Michael Crichton is writing a book called The Jurassic Park. His friend Steven Spielberg says that sounds awesome. Finish it up so we can option it. They option it. Michael Crichton writes the first screenplay. Movie's a massive hit. Spielberg says, write a sequel. Crichton says, I don't like sequels. Spielberg says, write a goddamn sequel. So he writes a sequel to the movie Jurassic Park, featuring the ending of the movie, not the ending of the previous book, The Lost World. Lost World comes out. Later, I will read it and love that book. Spielberg, now having that script, throws it all out. Goes, wait, nope, nope. The, the trailers on the cliff was cool. Pulls that back. And then completely reinvents the entire thing. Which is baffling when you consider how much of a mess this movie is. That they would make a decision like that that early on. This movie has almost nothing to do with the book. Like, literally almost nothing to do with the book. There's a few characters in common, but there are characters invented here. In fact, there are entire plots invented here. Entire groups of characters invented here. And in the book, there's a bunch of stuff that's not in the movie. There's, well, Jurassic, there's, the, the original Jurassic Park was a pretty significant reinvention from its book as well. Yeah, that's true. So. That's true. But this is not a significant reinvention. This is a reinvention. First of all, Malcolm's not dead. Malcolm's not dead. <laughs> now, in the sequel book, at the beginning, they make a big thing of it. They say, you know, they, we... They literally retcon. Yeah. The book. They yeah. say, oh, I just thought he, I was dead. Well, he was, he was the poisoned. The reports of my death were greatly exaggerated. Ian, Ian, Malcolm, I thought you were dead. Oh, no. The newspapers got that wrong, repeatedly, including the book, in any case. And I didn't go on any major media to inform the world that I wasn't actually dead. The movie is very disappointing. I think this is going to be a great episode because there's a lot to fix here. Um, it's kind of a bummer. It's a mess. It doesn't. The, the pacing is weird. I don't like the characterizations. I don't like the changes. And I, I think the the most egregious problem that this movie cannot get over, and it just keeps doing it the entire time, is that nobody behaves realistically, especially for a movie containing nothing but scientists. <laughs> we have a lot to go through, well, but I'm looking forward to it. Scientists can act as irrationally as any other human and being. One on the gymnast. Planet. That's true. Well, yeah, fucking one gymnast. The, That's true. But there's 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 panic, and then there's Anyway, yes, fair enough. No interaction in this movie that takes place makes sense. Brian. Yeah, I the the part that baffles me to no end is the fact that you would commission literally commission a book to be written to justify creating a, a sequel movie and then throw that book away in the first place. I I understand like, well, we this is yet another way we could squeeze more money out of this franchise, so let's squeeze it. But do it like a Arthur C. Clarke Kubrick 2001 thing, you know, write the script in the movie at the same it just it baffles me. It makes no sense. Um, but as as a result, and I would I would love to know what Spielberg's motivations were for all the the story changes he made. I, I read the book when it came out. I haven't read it in a uh, long, long time. But I remember enjoying the book. And I prefer The Lost World to Jurassic Park. In uh, book form. Have you read it more recently? Do you oh, remember yeah. the the story of the book? In, Pretty well. It, it's it's a stronger story. If I'm if I remember oh, it. Yes. M- much, much, much 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 stronger. Why? 
Ndiba. Mm. Why? Why? Why would you throw? <laughs> why would you just throw that out and then create this hodgepodge of like eh, some cool stuff, but it's just a, just a big mess? Um, it makes no sense to me. It doesn't make much sense. So it's not a you thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad it's not you. It's it. You're not the <laughs> only one who doesn't get it. It's in not again. me. It's the movie industry. Yes. And what's baffling is that they didn't even reinvent it and then make it good. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the adaptation of Jurassic, the first Jurassic Park from the book to the movie is how you're supposed to do an adaptation. Here's a crap right. ton of material. Here's the essence of the story, the thematic idea. Let's boil it down to the thematic idea and keep all the best stuff and create a, and tell a really cohesive story. Not so much with The Lost World. Darkman? Um, I'll be interested. You, you're going to have to, um, and maybe Trey, if he's, he's read it recently, because I read the book. Mm-hmm. I like the book, but I haven't read it since this came out, so that would right. be... 11, 15 years? Yeah, yeah, 15 years or something. Um, I don't math. Um, but <laughs> uh, something like that. And, uh, yeah, I remember liking it and then seeing the movie, and I'm like, this... Well, I remember reading the book and being like, this is a sequel to the movie. Okay. Um, it's a weird... It's it's interesting. Yeah. And, then, and then seeing the movie and, yeah, it's just... I don't remember what the the plot or the story of the book was, so so I'll you'll have you. to to tell us about that. But I do remember being like, "This is this is not good. This is broken." And then it the, getting to San Diego doesn't work. The fourth I don't act, think. yeah, the fourth act exactly, <laughs> as John Pavlich calls it. Yeah. Did you revisit it this week? I did revisit this movie this week. Yeah. Um, and no, it doesn't really hold. Although I was, uh, you know, being being more attuned to the the craft of filmmaking i was very impressed by the way it's made like uh we mentioned we just did temple of doom and i i mentioned in, in passing that there's a lot of uh you know staging of the camera and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that he does a lot of really neat stuff with the yeah. camera in spielberg this film not so. be spielberg whatever right. movie he's making he's still going to show up and be spielberg right every day so he's still going to choreograph a scene the way spielberg does yeah but yeah. whether or not that scene is Tells a larger worth story. Worth putting in a movie, is yeah. Question. Yeah. So I'll, I'll point out some of the the cooler ones as we go. I think. But anyway, Trey, I I barely saw this movie when it came out. I I must have. Well, seen I was it. closed. Yeah, exactly. Because because I don't like the 3D. But the um, I, I I'm I'm sure I saw it on video. I know I didn't see it in the theater. I doubt. Uh, and I doubt I rented it. I, I think I saw it when it came out on cable. I was like, oh, they made another Jurassic Park. I'll check it out. Well, they came to life. Good for them. Uh, <laughs> it's because you know it's like yeah, Jurassic Park two. I wonder what that's going to be like. Oh, it's about like that. Um, the Jurassic Park two and you know goes right on the shelf with Ghostbusters two. Like, did you see the first one? Then you're good. You really don't need to see this one. Uh, the difference between the first one and this one is ILM had twice as much money. Yeah. Okay. Are we good? Are we there? Um, I did read the book way back when at the time. I remember – I think I remember exactly one concept from the book. I don't remember the plot at all because it's been however long it's been since I read the book. I remember one concept that's always been you – know, struck me as kind of a fascinating concept that I've kind of recycled into a few things or tried to. But um, I don't remember anything about the plot of what the book was. And I just re- rewatched this movie yesterday uh, just to, to be ready for it. And it's interesting because since I had zero expectations for it, it's like, well, this is a perfectly good workmanlike movie about running away from dinosaurs. Um, what I what I didn't realize until yesterday was Spielberg uh, clearly wanted to make King Kong, and they wouldn't let him because uh, this movie's King Kong. That's exactly what this movie is. We're going to go to the mysterious island, which is full of the mysterious fauna and dinosaurs and one giant ape. Well, we didn't find any giant apes, so we'll just bring back a T-Rex, which will then terrorize a major modern city. 
I, what movie does that remind you of exactly? And and it's not coincidence because the ship that brings the dinosaur to San Diego is called the Venture. So we get it. We totally get it. Um, you, hate it you hate us. It's it's Spielberg's. Spielberg did King Kong. This is just going to be King Kong. And in the, in the special features, they talk about how. You know, even as they were heading toward production, Spielberg was the one who kept going. I want to come back to the mainland. I want it to end in the you know that wasn't even in the first drafts of the script they were working from. Right. Nor the, the book. It's not in the book. Yeah, not at all. So Spielberg just you know whether he knew it or not, he just wanted to make King Kong, right. and so they made King Kong. He said, "There's no ape. It's yeah. just just the dinosaurs on the island." He's he specifically uh, even said like the reason that happened was totally like I, I want to see a dinosaur. I want to I want to do a dinosaur running around on the mainland, and I don't think I'm going to make a third one. I don't. If even if a third one gets made, I don't think I want to do it. Yeah. So I'm going to put it in this movie. So they did the hell out of exactly what they tried to do. It's yeah. you know, it's like Ghost, dinosaurs it's like, running around. It's like Ghostbusters. It's like remember everything that happened in the first movie. We have to do 15 minutes of retcon to explain why we're going right back to square one and doing all of that again in this movie. And we're going to jump through a whole bunch of really ridiculous hoops to try and even make that seem believable. And then we're just going to do. Much bigger dinosaur action because Stan Winston has much more money this time and ILM has much more money this time and we're going to spend more time with it and it's going to be big. And there's a black gymnast in it for reasons that no one can explain. But uh, I didn't – in rewatching this movie, I, I didn't hate it. I was like, well, okay, you know, they did what they did. They, nice dinosaur action. That sure did happen. That sure did happen in a <laughs> That movie. was a bunch of dinosaurs running around. Yeah. That's what it was. And then it went to San Diego. Arr. Arr. And and Jeff Goldblum, you know, every eight minutes gets off his Jeff Goldblum line and yeah. all's right with the world. You're at the point where the Universal logo has faded to black like I am here. So put your finger on the button and prepare to press play. Three, two, one, unpause. I feel like one of the reasons Jeff Goldblum, like you were saying, really works in this movie because he's he feels like he's the one in this movie. Like his lines have the kind of subtext where he's not just saying, you know, why are we doing this going back to the island? He's like... Every every line he's saying has the subtext of why are we making this movie? <laughs> yeah. Why are we doing this again? There's Literally, definitely a, like a fourth wall quality to his character. Go like, no, you guys don't understand. We're in a Jurassic Park movie. Yeah. Yeah. This is what is going. Let to happen. me tell you yeah. what's happening next. I mean, yeah. He actually knows because he was in the first movie. What's crazy is that they decided to move away from, if you recall, uh, from Jurassic Park. Malcolm was pale and he had a jerry curl and glasses. Jeff Goldblum in this movie is not recall that, tanned, but... no glasses, five o'clock shadow. He looks like Indiana Jones in this damn movie. Well, they take the, with short hair. They take the rock star concept and kind of amp it up a little yeah. bit. Well, they, they make him a model, not a rock star. I mean, he was a rock star in what he thought of himself, not in how he presented himself. Was sort of the point. Like he he was he would always be uh, trying to hit on the women and uh, 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 etc. But and <laughs> uh, 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 uh. this well, one, he literally I, looks like he's trying to look like Red Pitt. I don't think you can make uh, Jeff Goldblum not hit on women in any way, shape, or form. I don't <laughs> Nor think can it's you possible. make him look like Brad Pitt. Yeah. This is uh, actually a moment from the initial book, if I recall correctly, but whatever. Yeah. Yes, yes. This was the prologue from the first book. It'd be an all right cold open uh, on paper, but I don't feel like it works for a couple of reasons. But most, most importantly, while you don't see... Fuck it. That's what I if you want to compare this to a cold open involving dinosaurs, uh, there was a movie called Jurassic Park. Where they did a similar thing with a cold open involving dinosaurs, where you never really saw the dinosaur, but you saw someone get fucked up and sucked into a box, and it was very intense and scary. In the sequel, a little girl gets attacked by lizards. Yeah, but yeah. you never see the lizards, or well, you never see yes, her getting fucked up by oh, them. Yeah. So it's like and her mom runs up. And in the end, she doesn't really she get fucked up. She's okay. She's, she's fine. Yeah. Yeah. And your and her mom runs up, and blood curling scream ensues. Yeah, I want to know young, what she's looking at. Young Spielberg I, killed that kid on the raft. Yeah, yeah, and he stayed dead. Yeah, and the the little girl in the 
book, the original book, I believe, did die um, mm-hmm. from the from the Compi attack. But um, yeah, well, one of the the things on the IMDb trivia, apparently, when he was writing it, David Kep had a uh, had a note taped to his, you know to his his workspace or whatever, or a letter from a fan of the the first film. That that basically said. I hate this anecdote so much. Yeah, he <laughs> it said, "I I love the uh, I love the movie, but you made us wait too long before you showed the dinosaurs." And so, boom, <laughs> right up front. <laughs> Thank you, fans, for that and Scott Pilgrim. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. If, and I like the central. Let me let me give you the. I'll, I'll give you the part of the book that we're at throughout the movie. Your mic's kind of loud right now, by the way. Is it? Talk 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 talk. Sorry. Yeah. No, I just have a fuzzy voice. Okay. Fair um, and by, it's the kind of dinosaur we see. Uh, by the as way, well. Trey, let's let's yeah. do this first. I don't think the animatronics work very often in this movie. It, well, they're, these are like they're hit and miss. This is, a, this is a rod puppet, yeah. um, and uh, not you know for a rod puppet, it's it's pretty well done. I mean, it's digital at times, but uh, I, I, the constant trade off. There's some good. There's some good work. The T Rexes are state of the art. The T Rex looks great, and the baby T Rex is fifty fifty depending mm-hmm. on how he's being used. Um, oh, those look amazing. Those look perfect. <laughs> yeah. It's just so weird. To, I don't I'm like. Most I, impressed by their shadows on the ground and the way they they mix with her shadows going in and out of it. But anyway, those guys at ILM work pretty hard. Yeah. Uh, at the beginning of the book, The Lost World, what you're finding out is that Goldblum is not dead, or Malcolm is not dead, and he's been hanging out around the university with his girlfriend slash friendy friendy uh, Sarah Harding, who's like his associate, kind of his helper. And this annoying guy interrupts him in the middle of a lecture he's giving about something else, right? And the guy's like, isn't it possible there's a lost world? Like, Shut the fuck up. Isn't there possible there's a lost world? It's like the worst version of Ted ever. So this guy's <laughs> jumping out the background. No, let's talk about something else. Is there a lost world? And as they're walking out, you meet this guy named Richard Levine, who is this fucking yuppie. Oh, <laughs> She's standing amongst birds. Ah! Her scary cut. Her, like, her motion, her physical was just so terribly, terribly I'm not bad. as annoyed by that as I am to the, the apparent cut. funny cut of cutting to uh, Jeff Goldblum yawning. I don't know how they made him look bigger in this movie, but he looks like a giant in this movie. Maybe yeah. they just cast short. Well, he's people. got like platform shoes. He does because oh, like, he needs else. those. Clearly, you yeah. were saying something, but you were talking about uh, uh, you meet this the character named Richard Levine, the annoying guy at the TED conference. Is like, I lost world, lost world. I think there's proof of this, and you were the guy who came back and said dinosaurs ate you. And I, la, la, let's talk about dinosaurs. He kind of hates him, but he sticks around with him because he's like slightly worried that he's gonna fucking find the dinosaurs. And later you find out that they've been looking for this particular lost world. Da, 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 da. I think it was actually that Malcolm was trying to divert him away from all the right places. But at one point, Richard Levine disappears. And he gets, and at the same time, someone else had come in and photographed his office where all the maps were that they were talking about maybe it could be at. So now Goldblum's like, oh shit, that guy's going to get himself killed. Do I care? Yeah, I guess I care. Fuck. That guy, the guy that went off to the dinosaur island, is a rich motherfucker who drove his Ferrari 130 through a 20-mile-an-hour school zone, and now he's doing community service at that school, teaching a science class, in particular two kids, a black young boy and a white young girl, white girl being named Kelly, black boy named Arby, right? And they're all fucking, yay, science, blah, 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 blah. They go looking for him, boom. They all end up at, uh, at the island at the same time. Now, they, they took like half of that and mashed it together to make a quarter of that, and then they took the rest of it and threw it out. They remembered black. <laughs> they remember black and girl. They just didn't remember separate. Yeah. In any case, there's your, there's your there's your info dump for that's the first hundred pages of the book. By the way, there's gonna be spoilers for the movie and the book in this commentary, so have fun. It's a two for one. Now I'm glad they brought back Richard Attenborough, and I I actually find Richard Attenborough plausible in this scene in that he's he's making the same kind of dumb naive mistakes, and it's a, it's a funny line. I think it's a good line and deservedly good, where he says. I'm not making the same mistakes again. He's like, no, you're making all new ones. That's that's great. Um, both books contrivedly get Goldblum to go rescue someone on the island, and I'm not 
against the beginning of this movie. Give I think it works. This, this part doesn't quite work for me because I'm like, they didn't have a relationship with him on the island. Yeah. They were with Dr. Grant. There's that guy we kind of know. Yeah, there's <laughs> that guy who was there at the same time. But who also ran in the same general direction yeah. as yeah. us. But it's noteworthy because, by God, Joe, Joe Mazzello certainly grew up to be better looking than you would have thought. Yeah. Um, Joe Mazzello, who, according to the special features of, uh, of uh, Social Network, um, Fincher was... Almost done with his scenes in the movie before he went. Wait, you're the kid from Jurassic Park? (laughs) (laughs) Because he wasn't really making a deal out of that, Uh, which is probably you know that's that's up to him. But he's really great at Social Network, and he's in the Pacific. I haven't seen him in the Pacific, but uh, he just gets his little cameo here. By the way, there's a trope from our chat room. Farley gave it to me, uh, which is called "Oh shit." It's basically um, saved by the adaptation. (laughs) Okay, where a character that died in the book is alive in the movie. Okay, thank you, Farley. Fair enough. And vice versa. Uh, the the lawyer didn't die in the original book and got eaten in the first movie. And, and, and Hammond did die in the first book. Hammond did die, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, they're fooling around with my movie. Hammond died by the copies, if I remember correctly. Yep, yep. yep. As he was trying to get to the He broke his leg and yeah. he got yeah. picked apart by and the that, he, that happened at the very, very end of the book, if I the remember The end right. of the book, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, does the movie work for you guys yet? Or at least up until the scene we're about to get where it's... Well, it hasn't done anything yet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, what, so. it's, what I mean is the, the, the cold open and getting Goldblum to... Decidedly to begrudgingly go to the island. I think this well, upcoming scene, the, the upcoming yeah. scene with Hammond where he gets roped into it, I think works for me if I remember right. I think that works. The, yeah. the stuff before it, both the cold open, the cold open is weak, and then the exposition of the guy on the train. Like, You're the guy that did, and and info dump. That is also very very weak in my opinion. This guy is a corrupt corporate executive. TV tropes and Doctor Submarine in the chat say, yeah, nice. shocking. It's not. It's not particularly the thing with is the the guy on the subway bit isn't super necessary. It isn't. I think we no. got the same info in this we, Yeah, we got exactly the same info right here, that he had gone public and InGen destroyed his credibility. Right. That's We know that. So yeah, He just told us that in this scene. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it doesn't get us anywhere, because he spends the whole time on the island. It's like, it doesn't, it doesn't get us anywhere to know that there are like factions. There are some people who believe him and some who don't, because that's really the only alternate inf- information. Well, I think that, that guy was making fun of him. I think that the point of that scene was this guy's a laughingstock now. Sure. He was an unknown, respected guy, and now he's a known laughingstock. Okay, fair enough. I don't but know. But they don't actually ever play that card in the movie and use that against him. Yeah. It's just a needless detail. It, well, yeah, it's a, it's a bit about his character, but that character doesn't is not actually factored into the necess- necessary plot of yeah, the movie. It's anyway. not like that. It doesn't play a part in the It's not like movie. that's what drives him to go to the right. island to like vindicate and he himself. Doesn't ha- yeah, and he doesn't have to gain the credibility of anybody to win the day at the end of the yeah, movie. Yeah. Now, I like the amalgamation of two plots from the book, which are Richard Levine goes to the island, just fucking, oh, he's gone. Crap. I'll go rescue him. And also having his girlfriend elect person there, too. I like that they combined those and said, his girlfriend leaves for the island without telling him, and he's really concerned about getting her back. I think that works. I yeah, think that's, yeah. a good, I th- that's a good foreshortening of detail. And it, a good way to get him to the island. A good way to get him to the island. Plausibly, because... because I completely believe at every moment that he's like, I am not going back there. <laughs> no matter what, I am not going there. <laughs> and then there. finally you hear why, and it's like, okay, the, this this scene actually bought that for me, that I'm like, I believe him that he will go back now. Yeah. But um, I, I, I will say what we were just talking about with the detail of his reputation and stuff like that. There is, and I'm not going to, I won't say it's done well, but I think they did try to, um, thinking about it now, they did try to kind of make a theme of that where it's, 
almost a redemption for him where he's like, if anyone would just listen to me, <laughs> we could avoid all of these things I'm going on. I'm always right. So yeah. For the love of God, just he, accept it. He's playing the Ripley role in Aliens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Apparently, he saw a dinosaur once. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone's like, you're full of shit, you who survived the mass tragedy that we all know <laughs> happened. I want to be working on this throughout the movie because uh, the plot doesn't work. Now, news for fucking, the plot doesn't work, okay? Here's here's the first movie. We are two people that are obsessed with dinosaurs. We work for dinosaurs. We do paleontology shit, all that stuff, and paleobotany. This guy comes and says, we have dinosaurs. We are smitten by the idea. We go there. He's running a park, and systems start to fail when you realize the the value of this thing. And one of the IT guys has started to fuck him over, and this is all happening right when they're there. It goes to shit, right? Everyone starts dying. It's terrible. We have to escape, but things keep falling apart because this get, it's a massive sort of conflict of interest. In the movie. That's the movie version of the plot. This is... Someone went back there? Let's go get them. And then they're escaping for the rest of the movie. Yeah, and otherwise everything's just kind of cool. I, well, no, it's not, but <laughs> I No, that's feel, what I'm saying. No, that that exactly. is the case. It's like, oh, they're on an island and they're living. Good for them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, I feel if we like... If hadn't gone there, it yeah. would all have been fine. Yeah. I, there, there, there was more going on in the book, but it's more like it's book detail that confuses you with the idea of it being plot so you're just like reading the book oh yeah that fucking happened and this, oh cool but a movie gives you a better sense uh, a better ability to step back and go what are the two things that are going on right now that are both trying to get done and hopefully interact and conflict with each other you don't have so much of that in this movie even though you have the completely massively annoyingly contrived game hunter guy and the guy from ingen that's trying to do all that shit i feel like there's to warrant a sequel you would have to bring in a second concept Yes, someone goes to the island and they have to get them off. That's one. Give me one more thing that's happening that and invent it. Make it up, but make it a cool thing that is also going on that warrants a sequel and not a second episode. Or, you know, acts 6 through 10 from the first movie. You know, it's it's if you if you could come up with a better idea, I would want to watch the Lost World movie. If they did a better version of the book, I'd want to watch it too, but the book isn't amazing. Or anything like that. It's just another Michael Crichton novel where a bunch of shit's made up, and then Ian e. Malcolm goes on for four paragraphs about cloning. You know, but I don't know. I feel like <clears throat> I feel like the whole let's get the animals and bring them back to the mainland and and do the zoo thing to exploit them. I feel like that could work. I, oh, it could. I, totally I, I set up. And and there's a missing scene where I, they explicitly go into that. There's a deleted scene of Ingen making that decision. Which, I just want a second thing going on where it's like. Well, our guy is fucking... He went to the island because he's a moron. He's lonesome. We have to go get him off. And then, oh, God, dinosaurs, help. And that's sort of the through line through everything. But something else going on. Maybe a new concept for what the island was for. Like, they brush over the fact that this is the factory for the, the dinosaurs, which isn't really a point of interest. It's more of an explanation. It's more like, oh, that's why there's dinosaurs here. Gotcha. I just think it'd be cool if there was another thing going on where... You know, it's in the first book... It's not unified. The, the, what's the, difference forces... with, the difference between this and the first movie is in the first movie there was also the it guy deliberately fucking everyone up and they had to go find him and see what was going on but then he dies and then he gets eaten and all that stuff you don't have that here if you took out the whole nedry plot of jurassic park it's basically the same thing go to island oh god dinosaurs run but the other one had a complicating factor that i think helped but but nedry was out of it well before the the most of the movie even happened he was just the you know he was the inciting incident yeah into motion sure but you know it it depends what pins you set up in the first place i just feel like there could have been a more artful pinning different different sure because because like brian was saying it's not really unified the pieces are there there's the there's the game hunter and then there's the bit about bringing them over and exploiting them the the engine the the corporate the corporate um 
pillaging. Yeah, guess, and there's the and there's the the bit about what what Hammond is trying to do, which is I want to set up a nature preserve, but no one believes that these things exist. So you have to go document and them the question, and document it as a as an ecology. The right. question you would ask Hammond is, don't you already have that? They're all living peacefully on that island. You just literally said that out loud. What do you want that you don't have? Well, he wants to. He wants to. He wants to have it openly set up as a preserve. He wants it kind of roped off and stuff because people are just. It's just an island, so people are coming up on it, and their kids are getting eaten by by dinosaurs. When so they basically, have a, he wants some legislature. Exactly. He, he, he does, was a protected habitat. Yeah, he doesn't want people just wandering up and having a champagne brunch where the yeah. compies nest. And meanwhile, you know? meanwhile, in the deleted scene of Ingen, it just spells out what their thing is. Is they they go the into, boardroom scene? You mean? Yeah, right? yeah. They go into detail about how they're literally covering all this up because that's what Hammond is demanding that he doesn't want the world to know about it. And they're like, you know, we're we're losing money. This is costing us millions when we could be making millions if we go. Hey, everyone! Fucking dinosaurs. <laughs> so, so they are at odds with him as CEO, and they want to remove him as CEO. Um, I guess what happens is when they when they do make their engine makes their expedition to the island, they have removed him as CEO, and now they're free to do what they want to do, which is go collect specimens and display them back on the mainland. So, right? Doesn't Hammond die in the course of this movie, like off screen? Nope. No, he doesn't, he doesn't die. But he, he's I, still but there. At I the think end. they they you know they, they but they, they force him out. They, they force him yeah, out. So him his, 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 you know the board votes him out, and he that, that's what the scene is: is they literally vote to remove him as CEO, right, right. so that they can go harvest animals and start making some money by displaying them. So, so that's that's okay as a justification there, and it's it's not spelled out because the scene's been deleted. But there's your equivalent of Nedry. It's like, no, don't you understand? You can't be fucking with these kind of things. Leave them alone, you idiots. Um, you know, because that's what Nedry did, is take this thing and try and profit from it, and thus the complications ensued. It's not particularly spelled out. It's kind of in-gen. It's like, we're nefarious and bad. Hi. We're in-gen. Now, when we get into the island, the contrived complexity there is... Oh, God, Vince Vaughn. Well, <laughs> no, no, that's that's not a contrived complexity. That's just st- stunningly thin. Um, yeah. yeah. And Toby with no beard. Yeah, Toby's ugly. And who is this kid? <sighs> uh, what? Okay, we can talk about this. Yeah, anyway, but you were making another point. <laughs> no, this is fine. Let's talk about the, the chick. I like the idea as a character detail that, A, of course, Ian Malcolm has kids, uh, but B, that he's, he's, he's just all over all women all the time, and that his, one of his kids is black. I just love that. I'm just like, ah, all right, that's a good character detail. That's cool. And I don't mind the performance of the actress, although no, that's the most annoying right. kid of all time. She's panicky and stupid, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and... It's the she's opposite panic- of short round. And she's then suddenly panic- she's panicky and stupid until her big moment. Yeah, until the moment that has been contrived for her to do. When suddenly she does exactly the right thing in exactly the right way because she right. happens to have a skill that with a conveniently placed bar of reverb in the conveniently yeah. placed uh, because uh, that's what shed. you have, and so that she can kick a raptor. Anyway, the complexity added to this one is that when they get there, and this could be a really cool theme because if you look at it on paper, it's more interesting than it is in the movie. They get to the, the island to save someone and then they find that what they have to do is save the dinosaurs that's a cool theme i like that idea but you don't even notice that theme happening as it's fucking happening it's like we're gonna let the dinosaurs out and they wreak havoc yay comedy bit that kind of thing (laughs) but if it's more of a if it's less fucking spider-man 2 fakely fleshed out bullshit science guys and poachers and shit like that and possible thwaite coming in with his stupid gun uh if it's like if there was poachers on the island or something like that, if they're killing the dinosaurs, I, I don't know. You, something more. Something I think, else. I think maybe part of the problem is that there is – it's on this, this island. This movie feels like a queef. If there's <laughs> – You were saying, Michael? 
Who knows? <laughs> right, Who even knows now. what I was just saying? I did. I, I, a bunch of ellipses are wrapped in the chat room. You were leaping from rock to rock, and I was following you, and suddenly the last one was like a cliff. Was, hey, whoa! <laughs> I can't make that jump. Yeah. Sorry, I'm sorry. Go you have gone about, to a place that I cannot yes, follow. I'm kidding, where you are going... Indy, you go first. Yeah, I, mean, I, I was, yeah, I'm sorry. You were talking about. I was. I was talking about how it could be like there was poachers on the island or something like that. Yes. Okay. Um, I think that the the issue maybe for that is that it's an island, so there's this separation of because di- it's it's still just this small team of poachers or whatever. You don't you you don't get the real sense, like you said, of of saving the dinosaurs. You don't get the sense of like society bearing down on them. Because it's re- it's represented by this relatively yeah. small group of people with like half a dozen jeeps, you know. Yeah. Um, before that, you know, every, once every four years, some rich people park yeah. offshore. Yeah. Wow, that's a yeah. <laughs> oh no, let's not hurt the rich people. The population is threatened. Yeah, exactly. So, um, it, if if there had been a clearer threat to the to this lost world, a clearer um um, uh, threat of extinction. Of of these newly non-extinct there you go character that kind of uh, you know creatures then you can make the, it interesting that way yeah the the loss of the, <laughs> the loss of this new world yeah. <laughs> that could have been a way to go is I if, love that if InGen was like we're going to close the entire facility down we're not going to leave any living animals on the island because right. we want to get rid of that problem that we keep dealing with we're going to take we're going to carpet as happens at the end of one of the books I don't yeah. forget whether it's first the or second end, the, the end, end of the, the second one the end of the first one they basically just like nuke the island yeah they yeah. carpet bomb the place so that's that that would be if InGen is like no no we're going to they're all going to be only going to be on display there will be no natural habitat we're going to yeah. just take them all off the island um, now here it, again convenient plot point so we're to believe that his daughter is hiding and has not been discovered still at this point that happens in the book too but it's slightly it's slightly less obvious in, in, I think but in, in the I book there's another kid in the book the boat was larger <laughs> in my mind anyway because you literally see that she's been sleeping in one of those two one of the trailers and they're like cabinet or something yeah it, well, no, no, the they, in, in the book they were sleeping it's, in the they locked themselves into the cabinets yeah, yeah and, in, in right. the movie you see that she's got herself a little nest where she's been sleeping in one of the trailers like really you're on a nobody looked in the window yeah it, what else is there to do on that boat but be in the trailers? I mean, you didn't open the door in the trailer. Oh, look, here she is in the in the large metal box that's windows all around. Who knew that she was there? Trey, in the beginning you mentioned there was one concept from the book that you liked, but you didn't elaborate. Uh, I remember the, it was the idea that um, – and, and you can correct me if I'm wrong because you've read the book much more recently and often than I have. But it was the idea of uh, they find a raptor's nest and and the little baby raptors are – fighting and thrashing and all that and uh, it brings up the idea which is kind of sort of in this movie so i think i'm somewhere in the right track this whole idea of predators are you know were dinosaurs they're literally like lizards like egg good luck or did they actually raise their young this mm-hmm. movie obviously is taking the stance of no they literally raise their children um in a way that lizards really don't um because they're not lizards um but i remember the, the concept of the, the the book went into this idea of the raptors are alive but they don't know how to be raptors because the first generation was not raised by raptors so they so it's a generation of raptor sociopaths exactly yeah. they, they literally don't know that you're supposed to feed the young you know they they they're they're inclined to mate because you know instinct tells them to and then an egg comes out but they don't know to take care of the egg was the idea they don't know when when little baby ones come out that you're supposed to take care of them and bring them food so it's the idea that the the dinosaur they're society like, oh, homunculus yeah, exactly <laughs> so the idea that you know that that Dinosaurs that some some 
some behaviors are instinctual, but some even at that level have to be learned. Was the was the kind of the theory that was being? I love in. that. Um, yeah. Was it you? No, we, never mind. We brought that up. I was going to bring up the thing about the bird calls and how they separated them from their families, and they still, after a few generations, got back to the same bird calls. Yeah, um, because it works, but they do have to rediscover it. They have to reinvent right. it, or they don't survive. So, okay, and that's why we keep coming back to bell bottoms as a society. Yeah, because uh, we just don't fucking learn. We're about to get our first glorious dinosaurs shot here. Uh, and also, you know, uh, the, you know the the majestic shot that we always get, and also a really good actress, um, Julianne Moore, who phones it in like a, on Motorola. She phones nah, it in. I don't think so. She's. Uh, I, I, think, I, th- I I put her in the category of you know. Thank God that actresses this good are willing to be in movies this not. Um, you know, imagine imagine uh, someone else. Imagine if that was you know Jenny McCarthy. For heaven's sake! Whoa! Don't pull the rug on me like that. <laughs> you know, I think well, that's see, how I, you went off the cliff. That's what I'm saying. I it think could that's be a worse. bit of a false equivalency. <laughs> it could be worse. I mean, she's. I think she's. I think she's doing it. You know, she's. She's children of mending her heart out. That is that's an, what she was in. That know? is an unfair comparison. At least Julianne Moore is a person. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Those stegos always looked a little painterly to me. As a weird comment, they work. They're comped in right, and the color looks good and all that. The black levels don't fuck up, but it, it, it always looked a little. Like I said, painterly. I yeah. I don't know what it is. I don't even know so how to. I don't know. Slightly below shot, full resolution. By the way. I yeah, have yeah, no idea yeah. how they pulled that one off. Well, that's a, that's exactly it. The te- the the resolution of the texture. They they feel uh, it's just slightly less than 4K or yeah, whatever exactly. the resolution it's, of the film is. It's slightly less than it would be today when they can just texture yeah, the fuck out it. of it. Yeah. But you don't. It doesn't feel like you can reach out and touch it. It feels like a kind of like a really good video game model yeah. as I opposed to something right. real. Right. Yeah. Now. What would you guys say is the problem with Jurassic Park Two? I feel like as a movie, not, as a movie, it's not it's not a unified. It's it's pieces. It's it's various half baked decent ideas for scenes or sequences or set pieces, but it's not a cohesive story. The, you think it's a draft problem? Yeah, maybe. Were they uh, on the right line at all? I think. I think so. I think perhaps because there are, as we've already talked about, there are good setups and good potential in the in the setups you could have uh you could take the if you tweaked the motivation of the game hunters or the poachers or whatever you just tweaked what they were doing and why they were doing it uh a little bit you could find something that was really simple but powerful and was a good opposing force to what um jeff goldblum and everybody else is 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 trying to do so it's a good uh two opposing forces clashing at each other the way it is now it's just it's it's a bunch of little individual motivations that don't really gel together into a cohesive theme. Now, imagine that for the sake of throwing this out the window and making a brand new sequel to Jurassic Park, uh, do, would you perhaps go from the angle of, well, we already did this movie this way once, you, 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 as opposed to bringing back those characters and having them... It strikes me as weird that you could convince Ian Malcolm under any circumstances to come back to this island. Or, you know, the the island like the other island. I wonder if, even though off the cuff it's... <laughs> I, I just love the line reading in there. So I, when she's saying, oh, I figured out how they survive without life scene, and Jeff Goldman was, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, he gets all the good lines. This yeah. movie is, you know, Sorry, it's a showcase for ILM and Jeff Goldblum is what this movie exists for. There might be a way to make this not feel like a complete retread, but by having a different group of people come to the island for a different reason and then be surprised by the dinosaurs. Not, not presented with the dinosaurs, but like literally... You could do a Blair Witch version of Jurassic Park 2 <laughs> where people are just camping and all of a sudden they just start disappearing and there's fucking dinosaurs. You could just, the, the cold opening could be the movie. Just keep on going. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that know, kind of a thing. Holy fuck, what's going on on this crazy island and we have to get our daughter. Where is she? I only say that because this movie feels starved for, for, con, uh, for concepts. Um, 
it, it, and I, at I the love same the idea time, of though, poachers. At I the same that time, idea. that actually isn't a bad idea. The InGen guys kind of serve that function, but of course they have a legitimate right. Um, I kind of think it also suffers from an overabundance of concepts. Yeah. Because, because for one thing, it's like, yeah, okay. I don't get the Start concept. For I mean, concepts. they've tried to, what, it's like, it's like there was a draft where, oh my God, Malcolm, your girlfriend is on the island. And then there was a draft where, oh my God, Malcolm, your daughter is in jeopardy. And they literally like shuffled them together like a deck because it's like, the stories don't connect at all. Or, oh they're my ra- God, there are poachers and we have to stop them. They, they raise many. I'm just talking about this, just his motivation. I mean, what gets him to the island? It's like, well, you went to get your girlfriend and accidentally brought your daughter. So that was a wash. You know, you yeah. you rescuing hero who's also a lame father. Um, and also it just brings up, I just want to know, It it's it's good to like start the story where it's like, okay, this is all you need to know about the character, but I'm sorry, movie, you're raising too many questions. Like, how, how is that your girlfriend and this your daughter and everyone's... I want to know how that worked out. How, did, how is this happening? What, what the hell do you do at night when you go home, Malcolm? I'm fascinated by this. And it's just, it takes me out of the movie, and I don't know why we need both of those characters. You know, you know what it's like? It's, you know, we say that to have a good character or a good movie, you should be able to see the life that happens before and yeah. after the camera starts and, and stops rolling. I don't see it. Well, I, it's like, it, you know, you should put in some details or some implication of like, oh, they have a life before the camera starts rolling and after it ends. But here they're trying to put a little too much into Egan <laughs> Malcolm's life. He's got way too much life <laughs> off camera. I want to see him open up his wallet and like an entire waterfall of women's pictures kind of comes cascading out like, oh, yeah, which one was your mom? This one. That's right. <laughs> oh, she was uh, she was on Tuesday, right? Yeah, she was. She and was, Sarah was Thursday. She was your Tuesday mom. Julianne Moore is my, is my uh, when I go to the TED conference, she's your mom. <laughs> And and again at the end it's like it's just to have people put in jeopardy but I think I think I agree with what I think you know, the gist of what you were saying before is really it's just like how do we get Malcolm back to the island um girlfriend <laughs> right as opposed to what if we don't have Malcolm go back to the island but we love Jeff Goldblum I know studio but that's not what makes a good story <laughs> but we need is Jeff it? Goldblum to make a uh, 100 million dollars in the if opening you're, weekend yeah. if you're going to keep Jeff Goldblum if you're going to get Malcolm back to the island somehow I like the idea of same setup he gets to the island. They find Sarah Harding, and when they get there, you have a you have a shot where you hear this stampede off in the background, and they run up to the top of the ridge and they look out on the field, and there's this really John Williams helped me out here with your music, like heartbreaking scene where you see that somehow there's a jeep full of poachers just taking out you know Brachiosaur. Don't we get that a little? We bit? do. We do, but played differently. Not like they they are introduced by way of. Hey, what are all those helicopters with giant cages doing coming here? Which, whatever. But if they're not engine guys, if they're just some guys found this thing and they're going to start selling dinosaur skins on the black market or something like that, something along those lines. Which is fine. I can totally see that. Where it's it's simply and nothing more. I have to get to the island to get my girlfriend. I got her. Let's go. What's going on? What's this? They're killing the. Well, you can't kill the dinosaurs. They're still majestic creatures and plot and. They're still people. Now, bear in mind, we haven't even... Animals are people, too, man. Yeah. What? If We haven't even, in all these conversations about how you can make the plot stronger, addressed the fact that at the end of this movie, there's a whole other act where the dinosaur comes back to fucking San Diego, but whatever. Um, but there, I, I like that more. I like the feel of that more. Even though it's similar in a lot of ways to what we got, clearing out a lot of the... Just wiping off the lens of the movie a little bit and going, this, just these two things, make those two really work. I think you get a stronger movie. Because this does feel like a lot of... This almost feels like Crystal Skull, where it's like, this is happening, this is happening, this is happening, this is happening, this is happening. Yeah, this, is happening. It, it, this, is, this is the first, this is the set piece from the first draft, and this is the yep. the motivation from the second draft. David Kep again. Yep. 
Cor- yeah. <laughs> what do you say? The correlation. That's all I got to. Correlation he, is not causation. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> what about David Kepler? Well, I mean, he wrote he wrote this and he wrote Crystal Skull and both well, he, of them. Yeah, he assembled. To, okay. Both of them yeah. happened to feel yeah. like they're he shuffled. Just he was shuffled he was the dealer. <laughs> he was he was the man that got paid hundreds of thousand dollars to shuffle. Yeah. And at the end, he rolled up his sleeves and went, "Good luck, everyone." <laughs> Mike, do you agree with I'll that? Be at do, the you bank. Agree, do you agree that that's the problem with the movie? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It feels it, it's what Trey was saying. It feels like there is an abundance of concepts to the to the point that it's like you, the movie doesn't get a chance to explain why it's telling you these things. It's just like <laughs> there was this, and then it gets interrupted. It's like, oh, it, it's it's like listening to a story told by someone who keeps like get like me who who <laughs> starts telling a story, and I'm like, oh no, but there was this other thing, and yeah, by you, the end of it, you're like, you know, that reminds eight me. stories you away. Forget why you're telling the story. In the first <laughs> exactly. Place. Yeah. There's even, a Nicholas Meyer quote. It says, you know, my hope for when I tell you a story is that you know by the end of the story, you know why I told you yeah. in the first place, and it's like. At the end of Jurassic Park, you go, okay, I see what you were trying to say. Right. I see why you were telling me that story. At the end of Lost World, it's like, what? I'm not what? sure what huh? you were on about. And that all about? brings us right back to the idea where you could make the you know, you know, film as a parable. You could make the argument that the Lost World, in this better movie that we just saw, the Lost World was about how even the most vicious monsters deserve their shot. I mean, if, 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 the, first, if the theme of the first movie is life finds a way, the second movie should be life deserves to. Well, you sure? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but- I, I like what we were talking about. We, you know, it's it's uh, the idea of it's now a natu- it's a nature preserve, but that is now put in th- uh, threatened. Yeah, the thing is, the thing is also That's coming a good direction to go. You know, in. especially for Malcolm coming to the the understanding that these are not monsters. They seem that way because right. they're big and scary and want to eat you, but that's just because they're animals. That's just how they do it. They're not evil. They're not after you. You know, they they in well, they are after you if they see you, but they're <laughs> but not like the, God help ex- me. You could even work social commentary into that movie. Exactly. Yeah. In exactly. The existential so. sense, they're not after you. Yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. well, I mean, no, it's, you it's, shut up. The dinosaurs hate us for our freedom. Yeah. <laughs> and that's they're taught that way. All right, they're all evil. <laughs> Because that's all they know, man, yeah. is evil eating. Yeah. <laughs> They're all Slytherin. <laughs> evil eating. Yeah. <laughs> They're evil eating. Who wants to have a hot dog? Yep. So, yeah, at the end, it's... So somehow uh, she made this gigantic yeah, mess. See, she, this she, there's her nest. She was sleeping yeah. in this thing that's all windows. <laughs> well, she wasn't raised. And so, yeah, exactly. And somehow, <laughs> well, she and somehow they missed. Some, she must not have moved, and their, their vision is based on movement, apparently. So... <laughs> Again, as uh, all predators' vision is, and again, it's like all of this, this massive stack of contrivance, just so we can have one other person running around going, "Oh no, dinosaurs!" Who we really don't need to have. Yeah. In the chat room, Pavlich says, uh, "Tigs, I did doesn't work for me, and this is why. Uh, I don't think Goldblum would care." Good point. Sarah Harding would. Yeah. Yeah. And he, lo- ca- and he cares about her. Yeah, I was saying his his arc is that he learns to care. Right, yeah. basically. That sounds like storytelling. Get the fuck out of here with yeah, your stories. What the fuck, man? Get in the th- fuck out of here with your stories. In the beginning, he goes to rescue, and their relationship should be falling apart, obviously. So he goes to rescue Sarah to to save their relationship. But even when he saves her, she goes, no, it, you're a bastard, so our relationship is not working out. I'm here to save this, to do this good thing. So he has to get on board to do the good thing to save their relationship. Yeah, it, interestingly, that's like the one bit of conflict that's not here. Their relationship's fine, yeah. other than the fact that she didn't tell him she was going to the island. <laughs> um, and that clearly there's a trust issue because she apparently didn't believe him when he came back covered in blood. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, maybe they weren't together at that point. You don't know. In the book, they were. Well, she okay. came to save yeah, him. Well, fuck the well, book. She, well, she, yeah. No, the she book said she, she believed him. She even said they had a conversation where she's like, you, you – 
told me you kept telling all these stories about all the dinosaurs and stuff. I had to see it for myself. Yeah. And he's got another great line. He's like, "Yeah, stories of of mayhem and death. Weren't you paying attention?" <laughs> <laughs> I want to see that movie now. Yeah, good story is a good story. I want to see the one where they get there and they have to tell the fucking, there you go, man. <laughs> theme. This is how theme. theme can save a movie. Theme and idea. Have have some point that you want to communicate to your audience. I like that concept of... of Otherwise, of, it's just a bunch of shit happening. Film as a parable. You know, at the end of the fucking Emperor's New Clothes story, you, you take away this. At the end of Jurassic Park, you take away Life Finds a Way. Blah, 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 etc. And, and, and the, what, at the end of this movie, you could take away... You know, something as simple as much of a platitude, but at least you had a reason to tell the story. Respect nature, or whatever it is. I love his monologue here. Or respect other life. He forms. does an he does an amazing thing. Just just the way he's just sitting there. He barely moves, but yeah. just the fucking hyper focus. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was a on, a, on a moving jeep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like they're actually doing. I this. don't think he blinks at all. Yeah. N- no. <laughs> you can tell you he he just gives off. It's like. That is a hunter. Yeah. <laughs> that man. He also had a, uh, an introductory scene that was cut out, and rightly so, it really wasn't oh, necessary. Oh, God, it was so long. Yeah, it just went on and on My, and on. Uh, I'm doing a play later this evening, and one of the guys in the play with me uh, is actually in that scene, and he was talking about it uh, for a while. But yeah, that I finally got to sit down and see this and to look for my friend and go, oh, yeah. my God, this scene that is so long. That Hummer didn't make the landing. Yeah. <laughs> it's supposed to do this like elegant car jump where it lands on all four wheels. Yeah, no, it landed on its fucking it did hood. A, did a face plant. Boom, 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 boom. They ba- they both say okay in a really weird way. Like they don't they uh him and and the other guy when they say okay at each other, maybe it's maybe it's a British thing. I don't know, but they don't mouth the o. They it's all teeth. They're like okay, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Really you looked like syndrome when you did that just now. <laughs> <laughs> now now okay. Admittedly, cool scene, bro. Yeah, you know, ILM. Yeah, you really upgraded your software since the last one. That's that's nice of you. Yeah, and then. Uh, you know, we get the re uh, the reaction shots of the other guys, like uh, you know, our our heroes with with it craning down, so they've got the moral yeah. high ground yeah. above the camera. You know, um, being like, "My God!" But it's like, wait, wait, wait. Now, here's another Trey Stokes role. Yeah, exactly. Well, this guy, I've always been curious about this guy because um, Jack Horner has always been the advisor to the movies. But this guy looks a lot more like Bakker, who is the rival paleontologist mm-hmm. in the real world. Have you read Bakker? I read his book. Yeah, exactly. And so, Bakker is the guy that Timmy is talking about. Exactly. He was the guy that uh, – and and uh, the character and slash actor in the first movie, Alan yeah. Grant, is kind of – and Horner is, li- Horner is literally the advisor to the movies. I mean, he's he's been part of this. And Bakker was kind of the other guy, and they're kind of rivals. So, so I, I was kind of – even though Horner, I think I always thought this was just like a little tweak at Bakker because that's what Bakker looks like. He's he's got long hair, he wears that, a cowboy hat. Is that Burke? Uh, I think is that, that the yeah. Guy? They refer to him as Burke. Burke, yeah. But I think it's it's really a stand-in for Bakker no, because because he dies. That's the, yeah, yeah, That's yeah. the ultimate punchline. Well, no, no. The 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 cool part is uh, it's it's also in the uh, IMDb trivia because one of the things that Horner and and Bakker their rivalry is about is the nature of the T Rex and the, whether and the bird theory also yeah. was a controversy. Whether or not it's a it's a predator or a scavenger. Um, it, yeah. you know, like we talked about with, uh, when we did Jurassic Park, it, people are coming around to the idea that it was probably a scavenger, not yeah. a predator, like the, the movies display it. But Horner was on the scavenger side. Bakker was on the predator side. Mm-hmm. And like you say, Horner was the, the advisor to this. So they had Burke based on Bakker yeah. and they were like, just 
fuck that guy. Have him, have him get eaten at the end. Have him get eaten he by gets, a tyrannosaurus. But he, but you he want gets a predator? Eaten, here you go. Yeah, he gets eaten by the tyrannosaur, and apparently Bakker sent him. Uh, Bakker liked it. He and sent him a note saying, "I told you it was a predator." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I saw Horner. Uh, I saw Horner do a lecture years and years ago, and 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 he at the time was promoting the then. Are you out of your freaking mind? Theory that birds are dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. The birds are descended from dinosaurs, and he was he was like. You could tell he was touchy about it because he was taking some shit for saying such a stupid thing and having that be a theory. And it's pretty much been borne out since, you know. It's pretty much That's the law now, yeah. You know, that but birds was, are not well, just descended from dinosaurs, they but are at this point they're classified are. as dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah. That they, they, well, it's, 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 it's not that they're like – they literally are what dinosaurs have become. Right. And in, in they, they are descendants of dinosaurs not related to them. Based on the genetic uh, sequencing that they've yeah. been able to do. Yeah, now that we have all that, you know. Not, not to mention the fact that uh, thanks to, uh, you know, hen's teeth and horse's toes, uh, whichever fellow wrote that, is, you know, when – Birds will grow teeth if, they're, if their genes misfire. They're, Coming up here. They'll grow teeth again. Because the CG dinosaur is about to lift up a real guy. It looks great. Um, this was always my favorite dinosaur growing up. And it's the, na- the name of the dinosaur cannot be repeated by any human. Parasolophilus. No, you, you foreshortened it. You took out like three syllables. Elvis. It's like Parasolophilus. Elvis. Elvis, as he calls him in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. But watch him. Watch the guy on the right. He's about to get lifted up. Oh, I guess we already did it. But yeah. it was cool. I have no idea how they did it. They must have had a crane, and they just painted out the rope for the entire sequence. Yeah. And then just, you know, whatever. But it's cool. Yeah. They're... Here we go. Moral high ground. Screening <laughs> down below them. They're Spielberging. They're Spielberging hard. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's there's a few bits of Spielberging in this movie, certainly. The motorcycles make no sense. Oh, yeah. He says the motorcycles make yeah. no sense. What do those guys do? We just annoy them. Yeah. I guess they're the wranglers. I guess they're yeah. supposed to be like the, the vaqueros who are supposed to round them up or whatever is the theory. Yeah, well, it's, it's the same as a cowboy on a horseback. Just yeah. herd them to where you want them to go. You are you are fairly exposed and on a uh, on a but they they were only chasing uh uh, s- Seth is here and yeah. saying, yeah, yeah, they're only chasing herbivores. Oh, if this is what I think it is, I'm going to be very happy. <laughs> uh, Farley in the chat room points out a trope, which my com- my computer won't load it right now, but I- it's called By Wall That Is Holy. And I'll bet <laughs> you it's when people are looking off from the side ridge, being all horrified at what's going on, <laughs> which admittedly I talked myself right into earlier when I said they run up to the ridge. <laughs> By Wall That Is Holy apparently means that. I-, I-, I still can't load it, but I'm guessing that's what it is. Here's this guy. Yeah. Who's in everything? Uh, <laughs> Peter Stormare. Peter Stormare. He's Satan. He's the Russian cosmonaut. He's the eye surgeon in Minority Report. He's working all the time. And no one knows where the fuck he's actually from. Yeah. He's always playing some <laughs> oh, bizarre darn. ethnicity. Well, this is also a pun, but it's not what I thought it was. Yeah, it, by wall it that is sound holy, like it was supposed to be. By wall that is holy uh, actually has an E in holy, which I didn't catch. Ah. Uh, a piece of masonry architecture or another very large object falls onto a character, but fortunately they survive because they're standing exactly where the window or some uh-huh. other opening is. Ah, Buster, Buster Keaton. Buster Keaton, yeah. yeah. And does that happen in this? Uh, it, it must. I don't know. <laughs> the chat room is just like I was excited when I thought say something it was random thing. and see if they'll say your name on the air. They uh, <laughs> well that that happens twice in the first Jurassic with Park. the car with the car and the ribcage. Right. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, the ribcage. So, there you go. Um, but I haven't noticed it here. So this not not one of the better puppets here. Little 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 puppety. Yeah, it's hi it, ho, Kermit the Raptor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it looks a lot like the uh, the. Oh, that was a big continuity problem there. With its head up and down. Yeah, yeah. it was like totally eating in the reverse shot, and then it's still staring at them. And the 
I normally don't notice that, but I was like, Hope Whoa. somebody lost their job over that one. I'm yeah, going, going straight to IMDb on that. Nowadays, they would have just painted out the, the puppet in the reverse shot and put in a CG one so that yeah, it would have matched. Really. Well, they wouldn't have had a puppet dinosaur That's, yeah, to, yeah, to yeah, begin you're right, with. You're right. And they still probably would have screwed up the continuity. <laughs> okay, so this little fellow, he's 50-50. In terms of success, for me, is he a full radio control animatronic? Is a full, is a full, fully self-contained. I like the they tireless actually, animatronic. They actually can pick him up because he's got his batteries on board and everything else. They do good work with the the tail, the way it yeah. moves. That's I a think. pretty impressive piece of work on the tail. That you know, the neck most of the time is good. Um, it really works its best, and what it's for is when they're carrying it around. They can pick it up, they can hand it to each other. It's like thrashing. You know, I can only imagine what it must have weighed. It's not as successful when it's laying down, and it's really least successful when they put it on the table later. Because it suffers from that rubber problem of if you put a live thing, including a live person, on a flat surface, they will conform to that surface. They will flatten to it um, because we're made of soft parts. Um, whereas when you see him, he's literally he's literally like a Macy's Day balloon that's kind of propped sideways. Clunk. Trey, yeah. I recall when you famously debunked the Fox that's Alien the, Autopsy uh, video. Autopsy that was yes. one of the, the biggest pieces of yeah. evidence that, nope, that's a, that's a piece of rubber, not a piece of... Yeah. Flesh. Would you care to elaborate to fill some time? Uh, God, really? Do I have to? Um, yeah, the idea is, is you know take a take a take a thing, even uh, not necessarily even a dead thing, a live thing. You know, if you pick your dog up and you put him on the veterinary table, well, his his underbelly will flatten. Just you put know. your hand on any yes, surface it, right or now. Or lie down. Lay if you lie down on your side, your flesh along the flat surface will be you know crushed, and your body will kind of your bones will kind of sag down toward the surface you're resting on. Um, that's what you know, life finds a way to sag, um, and and when you look at them, when, so when they're carrying the 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 rubber uh, rubber kid upright, you know, it works just fine. But when you lay him on the table, you know, his his leg still retains the shape. His, his leg on the underside still retains the shape of his leg, and he looks like a cooked turkey laying on its side because he has no fleshiness to him. He's actually you know he's obviously a, a rubber thing. So there's too much. There's way too much air underneath of him. You know, to to actually make the sell the illusion is real. If you really wanted to nail that, um, they would have had to say, "Okay, Spielberg, which way do you want him to lie down on the table?" And literally built a version that was made to lie flat on a table. That would have been killer. That would have been awesome. Um, but that's usually a luxury that even a movie like this, you with know, like a displaced can, fleshy side on the bottom. Literally, yeah, you would sculpt it to it's be flat on way, one yeah. side and build it to be on the table that way. And, and the then, point, and was, then just do the mock-up where you pick up back the the full rounded version, you know, and just mock it up. You could still use some movie tricks to to split the difference. And we're on the alien autopsy thing. His, his like <clears throat> belly was still up, and his legs were the same thing. His as shoulders are his shoulders are vert- horizontal rather than you know sitting back against the thing. Uh, you know, his, his muscles were all like I'm lifting a heavy weight. It looks like as opposed to being a dead thing, and all of its muscles and skin should because he was puddle. presumably sculpted standing up. Standing his, up, his body mold standing up is almost certainly how it was done. And your muscles are also tense because you're standing up, so you're yeah. maintaining your, your your position. I like Vince Vaughn. Yeah, it's Why? well. I was I was going to point out that he's a. <laughs> I uh, liked him in anything ever that I can think his, of. His his bit here it's another thing where it's just like, oh, we're bringing in a new concept now. Uh, he is a photographer and also an eco terrorist because we need <laughs> yeah. one of those right yeah. now. Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. There's a thing called Chekhov's hobby, which uh, I think Doctor Severing was pointing out earlier, uh, which refers to that, but also specifically to Kelly, who at the beginning. She puts it on the table that I do gymnastics. Uh, yeah. And then at yeah. the end, her little checkout hobby comes into play. Which is a really – it's it's a blatant setup in this one. It's like even and when I saw it, this movie yeah. as a kid before I was – No, it's a, it's a it's an as you know. He yeah. goes, he yeah. goes, that's hey. coming back. He yeah. goes, hey, you know, you're practicing your gymnastics. 
Yes, yes I, I do know that I am practicing well, my gymnastics. I got gymnastics. cut from the team. You didn't. But know. you're so good. Yeah. <clears throat> what would have been great is if they had that exact conversation. Oh, you, I got cut from the team, but you're so good. And then later on, she tries to do it, do it and fails. And goes, oh, I can see yeah, why they got cut from the team. Yeah, okay. That's actually pretty good. It makes sense that they cut you from the team because you kind of suck. Yeah. Dad, learn a lesson before the movie's over, why don't you? <laughs> well, I'll try, sweetheart. If at the end of the day we're going to have a shitty lost world regardless, why not just do something different? I want to see like the Cloverfield, Cloverfield version of this. <laughs> yeah. Where it's like, I that, that shot the of the Triceratops busting through the side of the tent was like, fuck yeah, man. They're just hanging out, a couple of kids on their summer vacation. They're drinking some brewskis up by the fire, and all of a sudden, and they're attacked by a, a tr- Triceratops. Just comes, comes running yeah. through the camp. You know, you got me. For, you, got, you, got, you got my attention for at least 10 more minutes. If you, yeah. if you open that way, I'm in. I'll give it a go. I'll I'll pay attention to your little movie. Keep going. You <laughs> we'll got see. me. Now, what thematic idea do you have to convey yes, to that's me? That's right. That that would be a good way. Not not necessarily to do a um a Jurassic Park sequel, but to redo the original The Lost Worlds. People mm. stumble into this valley. They're doing a camping trip, and they're like, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> and they're caught in the middle yeah. of this thing. And and it would actually get around the problem of something like Cloverfield or, uh, um, you know, Blair Witch Project where people are like, why are they still shooting? Like, I, I still bought it kind of in Cloverfield, but, but it's like, if that shit started happening, I would be, sh- I would keep shooting yeah, as yeah. long as I That's could. That's the mindset nowadays. It's like, this is going to be awesome later when I obviously survive it because yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm the guy with the camera. Actually, <laughs> I'm the main character in my own life. Yeah. Of course I'm going to survive. Actually, that is funny. Now looking back, it, you almost don't question something like Blair Witch or Cloverfield because you see real YouTube videos of yeah. people in well, life-threatening yeah. situations. Why didn't Did you, you run, the, you, you idiot? The, the guys, uh, when the... The storms or the tornadoes hits. Uh, what was it, Alabama? Oh yeah, you there's know, always those videos. A couple yeah. months ago, these guys have their video camera and they're driving into it, and you're like, "You morons!" Awesome video though, bro. Yeah. I saw the, the, there was also the one that was uh, listed on some sites as Fourth uh, of July fireworks go horribly right. Yeah, and they they had accidentally like set up the motors wrong, so it wound they wound up firing like down into the street, and it looked like fucking Shabon, Battle Los Shabon, Angeles. Shabon, Shabon. Nice, <laughs> everything's they're bouncing off walls and and you know uh, sweet uh, cars had one recently and stuff like that. Where the and, and the whole time the guy's running around, and it literally looks like a movie. Like he's running <laughs> through this mess, and he never stops shooting, and it's it's it doesn't end up pointing at the floor. He keeps shooting the things that are happening, and you hear him the whole time. Oh shit! Oh motherfucker! Oh shit! It's Good really funny. Crack- I only had one they were talking about. There's these two ancient churches somewhere, in, I guess, or in Europe somewhere, where every year they do this thing where they fire rockets at the other church because that's what they've been doing forever, and now it's become like a fun celebration. And there's footage of one of the people they're, they're aiming at the bell towers, and the the person that's the church that wins is the one who got the most number of gongs from the other bell, right? So if we sure. get we oh we hit it twenty five thousand times, we could hear it every single time. And there's footage of a guy in the bell tower. With a, it's like 300 with like a thousand flaming bottle rockets coming at him. <laughs> it's like the coolest footage ever. I hope That's when awesome. 9-11-2 happens, I have the pres- if it happens in Los Angeles, I hope I have the presence of mind <laughs> to keep rolling. Yeah. It's like, fuck it. You've got to have that footage somewhere yeah. for people to keep using. Yeah, this is incredibly retarded, what they're doing here. Now, why, they would, why they would bring it back, first uh, of all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Secondly, why, why they're it, not muzzling it already. Why, yeah, why, why isn't spending it spending any amount of time before you muzzle it yeah why why it hasn't been muzzled well before it got here because then the t- then we wouldn't have a this 20 minutes of, of uh, this, t-rex attack coming piece, up yeah. but, but it does not make sense any reasonable sen- this is like what teague was saying it's like any 
person with the brain would know better than to do at, it this at way. At least, like, at least have them talk about, we need to muzzle him. With what? I don't know. He, you have to address it. Yeah. Some, something that, that is big of a yeah, deal. Yeah, hang a lantern. Hang a and lantern then, on it. And then now this is a movie full of scientists like, oh, oh, who do not behave like people. Yeah. In any case, in the chat room, Ewing says, quote, I hope when 9-11-2 happens, quote, I'm taking that out of context for an attack ad against Brian. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Ah, uh, fucking... Yeah, those are bo- those are both bones. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, science. <laughs> does well, maybe Chloe knows. Does do do those MRI or s- sonar things? Do they work when the thing is moving? Can you get a good image? I don't off think of you something? get that good an image. <laughs> yeah, no. not that clean. Could you get any kind of useful image? Yeah, sonar. No, no it's not sonar. Son- sonograms. Yeah. Dinosaurs add complications to any surgery. <laughs> they do. There's a whole level That's of... why you need the whole dinosaur subspecialty of doctors out there. Yeah. Dinosaurs? Dino. <laughs> Dino DNA. Bingo. By the way, you should definitely go to YouTube and search out Coenga Laboratories Jurassic Park Party because you would not believe the shit we do. <laughs> Coenga. C-A-H-U-E-N-G-A. Labs Jurassic Park Party. You will thank me. What was Eddie doing? Like, he's in the high hide just on the ground. He was he setting it up. He wasn't, okay. Like, because he wasn't waiting for them. <laughs> he, he's standing he forgot, there. He forgot that it would go Exactly. Up. He's standing in there <laughs> We're with safe his now. Gun, like, hey, what's, what's going on? What's going on, guys? Should we go? Uh, oh, we could go up. I think, his, I, think up. Well, I think his plan is for them to come over here so we can get up there now, please. Okay. And he's waiting for them to get there. Also, what is it hanging from? Uh, the tree. tree. But, and at least they, <laughs> at least they the do tall hang tree The retcon song. The retcon taller than all the other trees that are in the shot. At least they do hang a lantern on this but it still doesn't make any sense it turns sense. out it's they hanging go, off a fucking brachiosaurus <laughs> shit <laughs> well yeah they go oh well this is the high hide we come up here and we get away from anything that will try to eat us and like yeah but what if a t-rex is about this tall well, that's right? what he says no, he the says first that, thing he says he goes well it puts us at the level of the things yeah, that are trying to eat he's like it. actually yeah. it's very convenient biting height <laughs> yeah so well, at least they hang a lantern on that part yeah. but yeah. still yeah, so I'm like how did he get up there even if there was a tree how did he get up there to hang the pulley <laughs> to get the, the high high. It's Toby, man. He's shoot that an, good. Shoot, shoot an arrow he used to work over at the White it with a thingy on it or something. Yeah. He actually hasn't worked at the White House at this point, I guess. This was night. When's uh, this, this movie? This is prior to yeah, West Wing. Like he hadn't grown before. a beard yet. Yeah. He had lost all that hair, though. Yep. What hair? Exactly. Jesus, didn't that guy ever have hair? <laughs> <laughs> don't think there's a person in this room I don't hate right now. <laughs> Well, so we'll like, just stop our show. He was just up on the high hide, Boo. which goes up and down mechanically, but now he's got to rappel back down as opposed to this. Yeah. This is actually better than just going back down. Like, we're up high. Well, it's we pretty, look around. There go. There are no T-Rexes close. Let's go back down. Well, it's pretty off. fucking slow. Up. I mean, I think it's run off a winch on a car. Yeah. All right. I think it's like literally you just climbed up that thing so you could do a hero thing and rappel back off. Yeah. Seriously? Well, I do like this joke, though. All right. Now, clap. I got it. <laughs> a, little hard, a little harder than that. That was... Well, he said. Well, he. Was, I believe Eddie was the one saying he was like, "Don't squeeze too hard. You, if you squeeze too hard, you won't be able to get down. You got blah, blah blah." And then Eddie's the one who's like, "I would have squeezed squeeze a little, little harder." Yeah, yeah. I actually do think that's a funny joke because <laughs> because that's where you're not referring to the Goblin thing, to this thing. Yeah, the, the, the gum, the spitting, yeah, the spit, spit, you gum, you said gum. Spit. Oh. gum, douchebag. For a second, I thought all the little specular highlights on the thing above them was a city in the background. I was like, that's a major problem right there. <laughs> Why didn't they paint that out? What is this, out? fucking E.T.? Look at that valley. Yeah. Of- I don't know. Can't believe they didn't paint that out. Sure hope somebody lost their job over that one. I saw someone comment on Moby Dick. For some reason, there's a big flurry of new reviews of Moby Dick. 
I saw that you retweeted one that said, seriously, bad movie, bro. Yeah, but that was a tweet to me specifically. <laughs> that wasn't a retweet of a review. That was what someone tweeted to me. I got a hate tweet. But um, no, a review that said, uh, it's so weird that, you know, so stupid that they, they claim they're on a submarine and yet some scenes in the submarine are clearly lit with natural daylight. Um, we're not the stupid ones. What, are you, what the fuck are you talking about? That's what I love about reviews is people like, you know, they will, they will take, take the movie to task. Just not for the millions of stupid reasons that it could be to take it to task, but they will invent their own completely fictional. What in the fuck are you talking about? Reason to yeah. be to criticize? What? And then go. I can't believe they were stupid enough yeah, to do that. Yeah, I'm sure. What, what are you talking about? about? What, what natural light? In, I was there. We did not have any natural light. It was indoors. We shot that movie. We made sure to close the doors yeah, we before actually we rolled the camera. We're very specific about closing the. We doors. went all throughout the submarine and made sure all the doors were closed. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so Ooh, yeah, so, so yeah, you, you could have run to IMDb and go, well, there's one scene where there, clearly there's a city in the background of the shot. I mean, my God. I mean, how, how slappy did I have to be? You know, now, it's uh, weird. Without the sound, you can actually see the ricketiness of them. But you're not paying attention to how terrified you are. Yeah, sound sound adds so much. Really does. Really, really does. This movie's fucking bumming me out That's now. a great reveal, though. Yeah. Oh, there's two of them, apparently. But the T-Rexes are about as good as they ever will be done, probably. Yeah. We'll probably never see, you know, this this size of an arm of a. You know, it's going to just be all digital forever yeah. from now on. T- uh, until we actually do, in fact, clone it. Yeah, until we have real ones. Yeah. The T Rexes strike me for some reason as very cat-like. The behavior in in. Well, they have to. These, they have to do something. Yeah. Now it occurred to me on the subject of cloning dinosaurs to make a movie. You realize within not Trey's, <laughs> but within probably our <laughs> lifetimes, <laughs> we're going to actually have movies <laughs> in space shot in space. Can't wait for that. To it's going to happen. It's yeah. going to be like a fucking big deal. Like, oh my god, Ron Howard Jr. is making this movie about spaceships, yeah. and they actually went into low Earth orbit to film parts of it. Yeah, that's going to happen. Didn't you? Was it your tweet, Michael? Were you talking about the Deepak Chopra thing? Oh, we're yes, talking sorry, about how yeah. space will he, will. What is that? Yeah, he uh, was, was the he line. Was, it was, was so great. He was. Wait, he who was who? Deepak Chopra, Deepak Chopra was fucking babbling about uh, you know storytelling and blah blah. It's a Comic Con. You went to at, at Comic Con. He, What's he's a panel. It sounds he's, like he's a, a guy that talks about do shit. He's on Oprah a lot. Yeah, bullshit homi- homeopathy. He, homeopathy, the, just the whole thing about spirituality. He'll he's, you, he's you can, heard scientific words. He kind of strings them together and makes it feel like science yeah. supports oh, this bullshit. Yeah, it's very. Uh, Deepak Chopra. Yes. Yeah. Deepak. He wrote a book yeah. called Golf and Meditation. And that was one of his less controversial ones. Yeah. No, but he, he, he talks about anything he hears. If he hears something in, in scientific news, he's like, that's what I'm talking about, right? And he's like, oh, yeah, because they were quantum talking about – Quantum entanglement, blah, blah, blah. Quantum entanglement. Why did you go to see this guy at Comic-Con? particles and antiparticles and blah, because he was on a panel with was someone it, else. Was that it a drinking the, game? The Game of yeah. Thrones panel was immediately after. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what I figured. That was my, that was my retcon for why yeah. you went. He was, a, he was on – well, he was on a panel with, with um, a guy named Grant Morrison who – like really big in in the comics world. I'm I I don't read a lot of comics, so like I didn't know him. But everyone I was with wanted to <laughs> see really, really big. Never heard of him. Yeah, everyone everyone <laughs> I was with wanted to see the Grant Morrison panel, and Deepak Chopra was on it. And I was like, I fucking hate Deepak Chopra. Can we not do this? And no one else, no one else knew who Deepak Chopra was. He's like, he can't be that bad. And then we went, and it's oh, like man. fucking a. Um, oh but there God. was literally a bit where he was, you know, he's trying to sound future looking and insightful and stuff, and he's like, as as we you know, advance into space exploration and stuff like that. Our concepts and our storytelling will open up in the same way and blah, blah, blah. And then he yammered about quantum, whatever. Uh, but then, and Ryan leads over to me. He's like, I cannot wait until they start telling sci-fi stories about space. <laughs> <laughs> that is going to be awesome. And I'm sorry, I'm not going to live to see it. Yeah. It's really a shame. 
But yeah, Deepak Chopra is a blithering idiot. I, I, I would have yeah. lost my shit. It if sounds Ryan like a martial art. Uh-huh. Yeah, no. If you it's if you're a housewife, you watch a lot of Oprah. You know who he is. You're just not buying the Christian thing anymore. But you're not. You're, but you want to be spiritual. Yeah, but you're a long way from atheism. Yeah. You're nowhere and not going to get there. Um, you want something that uh, you, you want know. something that makes you feel feel the warm yeah. fuzzies without the guilt. Yeah, basically, exactly. and that's Deepak Chopra. And, uh, actually, Julia Sweeney in Letting Go of God, um, she talks about how. Oh, so yes, yes. yeah, she says she she specifically says you know it's like well so I was no longer a Catholic but I wasn't an atheist so I was a perfect target for Deepak Chopra. <laughs> it's for like for a brief intense period of time Deepak Chopra made sense to her. Yeah, and she talks for a little while, and then my my favorite bit is is she goes and then I had and then I read one of his books and I realized. Deepak Chopra is full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She was too smart for Deepak yeah. at the end. Now, okay, however we got here. <laughs> this is know, a great, you know, is cool, great set piece. Cool action set piece, bro. Yeah. You know, run with it, roll with it. But yeah, Go it, on with your bad self. It also, and probably the biggest piece left over from the book. At least yeah. a solid yeah. piece of narrative. It kind of doesn't make sense with the like the T. Oh no, he, he does explain later that the T. Rexes um, now see this as their territory, so that's why they they became even though aggressive. it's on the coast because they weren't, earlier weren't they talking about the fact that the yeah yeah the but they they brought raptors, raptors are in the middle they've brought them yeah they've brought them they, yeah. by bringing the baby out they've they've made oh. oh this is now our territory this is where the baby is but what doesn't make sense is the fact that the 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 T Rexes basically do the Bond villain thing. They leave the job half finished <laughs> yeah. and walk away, yeah. and, and then, then come, come back. back, and then come back, yeah. Yeah. and then go away again, just in time for all the guys with guns who would have killed them to show up. Hey, where were you guys five minutes ago before far, for, our, the rest of our party got killed? Yeah, and we lost all of our gear over a cliff that exploded. In the chat room, Ewing's like, Tupac, Oprah, <laughs> pretty much, yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's a it's a good. It's a solidly well built sequence here. I, lo- I this this moment especially where like they they Elsa, are able to grab each other you. just before the thing blasts the glass through. Yeah, grab her. Ding. Well, she grabs Yay. the case. Yeah, yeah. Or, okay. her magic, her lucky case. pack. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I would have. I, I don't know. I don't think I would have the wherewithal to m- crack a gag like that. Your lucky pack. I'm like, no, no. I am <laughs> yeah. too focused yeah, on no, not he, dying. He, he does that all the time through this whole scene. <laughs> Trey, can I ask you to speculate on something? Uh, let how, me think. How would Jim Cameron make Lost World? Oh, God. Speculate uh, a little bit. You can, you, can, you can work on that for a second if you I, want to. I don't necessarily know how. But he's uh, very good at doing sequels. Yeah, yeah. And he's cool. also fucking Jim Cameron. Yeah. He will kill everybody. He will kill the crew. <laughs> well, he, he's... I'll tell you, I don't... I, I couldn't say how he would have done it, but, uh, you know... I just as, picture something hard-nosed Well, as, cool. we've, as we've said before, you know, he's, he's the guy who has done two sequels to major franchises, one of which was his and one was not originally his, um, in which he managed to be both faithful and completely different to the original. And that's a, you know, most people can't do that once, much less twice, mm-hmm. so... He hasn't done any sequels since then, though, has he? I, I mean, other than the fact has. that he's doing Avatar 2. Avertoodles, I call it. Yeah. Avatar 2, Electric Boogaloo. Avatar... I will oh. stop this commentary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. Avatar. Avatar. The Avatarning. The, Avatar. yeah, the Avatarning. <laughs> Good save. <huh? laughs> or, or as someone suggested, uh, Avatar 2, Bag of Hammers, uh, which I think is a good a good general purpose one. Let's get Avatarded. Hey. You Avatard. So, yeah, that, that's it. But they're all being funny. It's like, anything else? We want three cheeseburgers. They're hanging 
I literally buy a thread. And they're like, fuck it. And they're all doing <laughs> shtick. I'm oh. sorry. One person maybe is doing shtick. The other two are soiling yeah. themselves. Here, I'm sorry. That's here we go. This is, this is a really amazing shot. And uh, yeah, if Anthony crazy. were here, by the way, today we're recording this on Anthony's birthday, so he would Happy definitely birthday. want me to put out a call about this shot because he, he like loves this movie just because of this shot because yeah. it dollies this way and then it follows him all the way through the thing until it's looking down. This is Does like really? the yeah. hardest oh, Spielberg we're, shot. We're not done yet. Like, Watch. How is it getting onto the thing? It's, it's, just, a, it's, a, long, it's a long right? boom. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a crane. It's a long yeah. boom. This, is, this is a very uh, old, you know, proto-children wow, of men type shot. of shot. I never noticed this. And then all the way into the effect shot. Yeah. Yeah, this I'm is, not impressed. They should have gone down there. By the <laughs> this is, but the, that's the shot that uh, Anthony was like. That was the first time watching a movie that I was like, "That is what a director does." <laughs> that's how that works. <laughs> that's what that's for. That's what a director who has all the money in the world in ILM yeah. does. It. We all, we all would love to do shots like that. It would be we great if can't. you could do every single shot that way, but those take a long. Well, time. Well, it did have Toby in it, and it's a walk and talk. So you know, that's right. I think this is directed by uh, exactly Tommy Schlamy. Tommy Schlamy. Yeah. Now Trey, you call him. Uh, you call him. Tom- His name is Thomas Schlamy. You call him Tommy Schlamy. I don't like to abbreviate. I call him by his full name. Well, but everyone who knows him calls him Tommy. No, I, I don't abbreviate. I call him Thomas Schlamus. Okay, fair enough. Cricket. <laughs> Cricket. Toby sucks at tying knots. Yeah, this knot thing is not. Ah, uh, is uh, yeah, <laughs> with the t- and with the- uh, that. That was the thing. It's like all three of and them. And they all managed to all cling yeah. on. It's like, wow, no. you guys are. That's unbelievable enough for like Bruce Willis to do it in Die Hard. Yeah. yeah. In situations like this, you should tie a knot where the rope breaks before the knot. Yes. <laughs> Most popularly, like a hangman's noose will do that. Yeah. Unless you untie it, uh, the rope will break before the knot does. I really need to relearn my knots. Eventually, I will be in a situation like this, and I will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I will f- regret the fact that I. It's like CPR all my and stuff. You're going to go, I really wish I'd paid attention more, because yeah. this would have been really good to know right now. The secret to CPR is staying alive. Do you know staying that? alive? Staying alive. Staying alive has, uh, a, has uh, a, uh, the proper uh, beats per minute. Oh, that's right. For a CPR, so. <laughs> Tell by the uh, way I uh, use my walk, walk I'm a woman's man. man. No, time, time to talk, talk breeze. Yeah. Music love! That's all right. I still only think of Airplane when I hear that song. Do not think of Saturday Night Fever at all. (laughs) (laughs) You all right? Jesus. (laughs) She just reached critical mass. You blew up like uh, Saris from Galaxy Quest. Yeah, here's another one where the the physics kind of puzzle me. Yeah, I don't understand how this little truck... Uselessly spinning his wheels. Yeah. Somehow actually... He's not actually getting traction, and yet somehow it's working. Yeah. It's like, if you tied the truck to the tree, then I would have bought it. If actually, if you tied the truck to the tree and then the trailer to the truck, then you would have, like, you would distribute the weight over multiple yeah. nodes, yeah. so you would, you would distribute the weight more. Literally, I think, I'm, you know, I'm not a physics expert, nor am I a chaotician, but I think uh, if you... Uh, uh, chaotician. I think if you weren't spinning the wheels, wouldn't you be a better anchor than if you are yes. spinning the wheels? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because aren't you basically creating a frictionless surface yeah. by spinning you're the wheels at, that Well, way? you're definitely reducing the friction yeah. to some degree. And by the way, does anybody else remember climbing that fucking rope from gym class? Yeah. Which no. is five times the thing. I can never do it. I can do, 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 do it either. Not, uh, not an upper body strength person myself. Well, this is a manly cast. This is a real sad <laughs> couch. Yeah, yeah we're real. Uh, <laughs> and this is why we all are doing a podcast. That's why we're doing this. Yeah. This is why I kind of wish I was gay, because I could really use a man in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very good at opening jars. Okay. We'll talk after. Here we go. <laughs> and now they're... Oh, Now it's kind fuck. of a very... Hello. They, 
I think of the of the of the CG to animatronic to CG handoffs, the T Rex wins every single no. time. The, the copies look like ass. The baby T Rex didn't work every time. The, the the fucking thing that was in the weeds, the baby Stegosaurus, sucked. But the animatronic T Rex always looks as good as the anima- yeah. the CG T Rex. The T Rexes though are like I feel like certainly in this sequence, it's the same couple of shots every time it's like looking through the teeth as it like roars or then looking through the other window as the eye comes down yeah Yeah, it's just kind of the same thing over and over again well it's kind of hard to make a t-rex look cool on film right (laughs) Uh, (laughs) i see what you did there you did a thing now and they also and one of the other reasons that uh, it happens is uh as they talk about in the special features they the t-rexes never went anywhere they right. they built the sets to the T Rexes, so this this configuration they're in now is the same configuration they were. That shot is perfect. They were, yeah. yeah they that's were, unreal. Yeah, that's beautiful. That they were that they were you know adjacent on either side of the trailer, and then you take the trailer out and you put the van, the truck in, and so they they haven't moved. You know, so. In the chat room, Farley points out this is what Tropes calls. This makes me angry. This shot and watch that, it, that it all up, up at them, and then the tire and yeah. Ugh. It's funny. I like it's, anyway, yeah. the, uh, Farley points out this is what TV Tropes helpfully calls an oh crap. <laughs> <laughs> is that what it's called? The moment in which a character realizes that they are totally and completely screwed. Yeah. You see, I knew there was always this usually, piece to, usually piece accompanied to my writing by a pithy, yeah. Usually accompanied by a pithy comment. In this case, mommy and daddy are angry. Uh, yeah. It's also your holy wall. Also the holy wall, because it falls around them. Ah, that's oh, the holy, that's wall. The holy wall. Thank you, there Seth you Brower. Very nice. And then it's like, oh, gee, an army. It would have been great if you were here 18 seconds ago. Uh, Did you happen to notice two gigantic T-Rexes walking away? And actually, the the moment right there with the hand is is interesting because she comes up and there's a human hand. You're like, that's crazy because someone just got eaten and he was the only guy around. Yeah, you expect to reach up and pull a hand off. Oh, it's a yeah, disembodied exactly. hand that oh, somehow... Oh, thank God, thank God, Mr. Arnold. Yeah. Ah! The, I think the other way to do it is is to show, you know, Eddie being threatened. Oh, I guess you have to show the, the car get... Uh, you you have to show him die in order to see why the car goes over the cliff. But I was saying it'd be interesting if you see him being like terrorized by the T Rexes, but you don't see him die, mm. and then you see the hand, and then it's like, oh no, it's these other guys. And but then you, would I guess you would have to of, say of Eddie's where dead. Eddie went, yeah, you, know. you would have to or you just, tell rather you know, than Dolly show. Dolly passed a dead Ziegler. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, except there's nothing <laughs> just, left of him. Just Dolly passed uh, Rob Lowe going, why, why, Toby, uh, Toby, no. Oh, now I'm sad that there's no more Toby. I know. And he 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 was a, he was a when tough nobody dude. on the internet wants a piece of this. You have to wonder how far from the pack have you, <laughs> have strayed? you strayed? Things that are wrong. Dot com. <laughs> so, oh, shut up, Bacher. You're just cannon fodder, anyway. So, is the idea that whenever this guy opens his mouth, he's wrong? <laughs> I think that's the thing. I think, I think that's the in joke. I so, really do. So he's what, like, so what Toy Story Three sucked. So, <laughs> <laughs> Cars two is going to be the best Pixar ever. <laughs> Death by Dinosaur. Cars is superior to Incredibles. Uh, so, <laughs> so when he says here, "Oh, they feel this is part of his territory," completely, apparently he's got that one right. Wrong. That's the that's the theory. No, I don't. I don't think he's necessarily represented as being wrong all the time. No, he helps he, explain quite a bit of what's he going is, on. He is kind of the the guy who's like, "Here's why that's happening." Yeah. And now the movie has lost my interest. Yeah, yeah but they are going to bring in the the Raptors now. Yeah, and it, they're going to do a lot of nice choreography of uh, people running from Raptors. 
which basically was only useful for one YouTube video <laughs> where someone took every shot of a dinosaur bursting into frame and dubbed it with someone going, hey! Of a, a raptor bursting into frame. Uh, yeah. No, it's all, it's all, oh, it all there's T-Rexes. Hi! There's uh, hey. a pterodon. Hey! Hey! Hi! <laughs> and then my favorite one is, oh, hey! <laughs> and then when they're uh, flooding from the uh, gala... Uh, Gallimimus in the first one, the whole flock of them, it's just like, hi, hello, whoo, hi, hey, hi. <laughs> yeah, just do a YouTube search for Jurassic Park, hey, and it will crack you up. Makes a great double feature with the, hey! Makes a great double feature with the goat going, oh, god damn it! <laughs> Fuck! Have you ever seen the video of, it's like a lion chasing like a, like a jackal or something, and it's it's just from the jackal's point of view. It's just fuck, fuck. <laughs> yeah. fuck. There's, there's one with a mountain lion and a goat, and they've dubbed in fuck. <laughs> and the goat just runs all the way across the mountainside, and then has to do a, a button hook and come back. You know, fuck, 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 fuck. I can't find it's that video. I've been funny. looking for that video everywhere. Although there is a wonderful series in the BBC called uh, On the Wild Side, which all of those are hysterical on YouTube too, where they'll just take like stock nature nova footage of animals doing the various things, and then they just over, like whatever their mouth is doing. They made words fit and it's hysterical I think I've seen that yeah. and there's one of them where Alan 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 Alan, Alan, Alan. <laughs> oh they did the same thing with Star Alan. Trek Steve 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 <laughs> Steve <laughs> cottage cheese yeah. bum fuck <laughs> have some apple juice and cheddar cheese there's one of a bird that covers up it's walking through the water and it uses its wings to make a dark spot so it can see into the water and then it pulls its head out and it looks back down in and it's nighttime, daytime <laughs> nighttime, daytime <laughs> nighttime <laughs> anyway hey look a movie yeah, yeah. going back to this it's like what goes on with Pete, how do you pronounce his Pete last name? Pete Postlethwaite. The late Pete Postlethwaite. Who died Poss- recently Poss- in January, right? Just, yeah, yeah, just like longer. this year. Pete Postlethwaite. Postlethwaite. Um, uh, really, was it, did that after Inception? Inception was the last thing I saw in yeah. it because I didn't see Clash of the Titans. But his character arc is really kind of baffling to me like he has one and i don't know why <laughs> of all people he said michael becomes... what is pete postlethwaite's arc in jurassic park 2 well he like wants to shoot the t-rex and and you know take it down and be like the biggest be the hunter ultimate ever. hunter and claim the ultimate yeah. prize yeah and then he does and he's like i'm sad <laughs> what it was a I, I realized that the virtue of nature is in leaving it be. Yeah, exactly. It's, huh? And then he just disappears from the movie after they get off the yeah. island. He well, well, walks it would have been it would have been great if they had if yeah you see they had him come back with him and dude Diego, we need we need the guy with like, the big gun. Yeah. Hey, you wanted to shoot a T Rex, right? Yeah. How about yeah. we go shoot ourselves a T Rex, pal? <laughs> what do you say? Come out of retirement one more time. Exactly. Well, it's a good thing we have Hawaii. Otherwise, we wouldn't have any movies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that would that would be that would be a great way to synthesize the a theme uh an idea out of this film and give uh-huh. that guy an arc and mm. yeah and it's backwards from what we were just talking about yeah, it's like right. hey we should kill them yeah <laughs> if they encroach on our you territory know kill them killing well, large game is a really useful skill yeah <laughs> and we're glad you cultivated that skill sir <laughs> now this part it would right be here something this yes, part right here i i literally the dvd that i rented last you know two days ago to watch the movie um was it was uh, unplayable at this point? Is, uh, we're over it. Let's and I, just move on. I skipped the entire chapter because I knew, okay, this is where, in what I even remember to this day, is an excruciatingly long scene. The little nippers yeah. take out That's Peter right. Stormare. Um, 
They and storm the storm air. Yeah, and so I just skipped the entire chapter and, and just skip. I don't feel I missed anything. Uh, <laughs> I really don't think I feel... No, Trey, this is the sequence in which Peter Stormare gets taken out by little nippers. I see. And it takes about 18 and a half minutes, 20, doesn't it? 25. Yeah, 20, 25 minutes. It's just like, okay, we kind of get it. Um, this this part yeah, of the movie... Ca- his I, character has no purpose in the yeah. story. The the compies rising up in the proletariat resu- revolution yeah, what, here what, means nothing what, what to the movie. What am I movie? supposed to take from this? Yeah. You know, earlier he tortured one and like, okay. Which apparently remembers him. Yeah, Somewhere okay. The they remember. But then lots of other random people who have done, like this guy's going to get stepped on by a T-Rex and all he did is drink a bottle of water and sing. So where's the moral of this story exactly? I'm not really clear. Don't fuck with nature. That's, that's the moral. That's, yeah. Oh, this fits everywhere as well to say it now. Trope. Thank you, Farley. Roar before beating. Surprise, monster! But you have time to recover from the shock of its appearance because it will sit there and pose dramatically and roar. <laughs> this is how they say hello. Okay, yeah. That's true. Yeah, because predators don't just come kill game. Yeah, predators don't pounce on you before you're aware of them yeah. as a matter of course or anything. Because it knows you're not going to run away like as if you were prey. That's why they like to preen in front of you and go, huh? Check it out. Yeah. Want a piece of this? Huh? 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 You know, there's not a whole like fight or flight response that's wired into all of us. No, not at all. Now this guy's digital. Yeah, that's digital. Yeah. yeah, you can tell because it's good, right, Trey? Ha! <laughs> <laughs> with the flavor with the. Name. I hate puppets. <laughs> Sometimes digital is bad too. And Peter Stormare, <laughs> fake. Yeah, totally <laughs> digital. Now, <laughs> now, completely a puppet. A name that you will not see in association with this movie is Phil Tippett. Uh huh. Um, that's because uh, the the name you will see is Randy Dutra, who worked with Phil all the way back to Star Wars. A fellow stop motion animator uh, worked at ILM. Um, Randy Dutra, who worked on with Phil on the stop motion, um, you know, on the input device for the first Jurassic Park, um, became the supervisor in this one because. Right around this, this movie's being made, Phil and me and about 150 other people were trying to figure out if we could ever make Starship Troopers, which is, you know, we're right in the middle of production of Starship Troopers when this movie's being made. So so Phil did not participate in this one because we were trying to figure out our own goddamn painful movie. In the chat, Dr. Submarine says, no, the roar before beating, no, that's not how they say hello. They say, oh, hey. Oh, hey. <laughs> Hi. 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 They shoot so much of him even falling down. Yeah, so this, many takes. It's like this. it's like having just watched oh, having fuck, just yeah, camera. Having just watched Temple of Doom, it's like uh, Spielberg. Are you kind of got a crush on Peter Stormare? Because you had a lot of shots of the blonde chick in Temple of Doom, and you married that one. So, yeah. are you trying to send us a message? He's cute, Steve. He's really cute. No, we get why you like him. Camera likes him a lot. Yeah. You're not going to marry him, though, right? And the thing is, this is this shot right here is sort of like, oh, he's that done. That's he's it. dead. That's okay. Yeah, 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 wait, cut. he's not dead. What? But, he's, uh, oh, no, we're still going. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. Great, Peter. We, okay. Not, okay. Some more. Okay. Yeah, good. <laughs> we already paid for the sticky jiggling ba- dinosaur. Well, he's going to fight the puppet. Okay. Yeah. Fight the, fight I wonder how this is going to end eventually. Yeah. I hope he gets away. Because I saw him in another lip. scene once. <laughs> Some guy from Stan Winston's going to Peter Stormare's lip with a pair of pliers to get that shot. That's that's an actor. Good for him. Do they ever say in dialogue that the compies are poisonous? I know they talk no. about it in the book, right? Yeah, yeah. They talk about it in the book that they, they yeah, they, they will uh, can paralyze you basically yeah. by biting you. It's it, it's not lethal poison, but it paralyzes you and then they eat you and that's what kills you. Right. I think it's kind of interesting that there are aren't <laughs> these adorable little things that actually will just literally nip you to death. Yeah. It's like I think I'd rather take the T Rex, quite frankly. Yeah. <laughs> well you expect when they start running away like that, all freaked out. That he's going to turn around, and oh, fuck, there's the giant dinosaur. There's a, or there's a million of them, but yeah. 
Yeah, they, a million of them. Yeah, it would make sense. Yeah. Well, you you mean you mean he he the tosses, he tosses they and they all freak and out. He turns around. And yeah. He's like, yeah, what now, bitch? Yeah. Okay, and he turns and around. He turns around, and then that would. Yeah, there's Sam a trope for that. There there's a trope for that because it's been done a lot. So. That would that would be better than what's going on here, which is just he survived the compies, and we're just going to cut back to him, and then he will not survive the. But compies. because it's Spielberg yeah. and he loves symmetry, it would be a giant T Rex that shocks him with a giant cattle prod. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because he's like he's got Spielberg's daddy issues. He's got the electrical fence, and he's kind of dragging it, and so he's an electrical T Rex. And if he touches you, then you get shocked. <laughs> get it? And the sidewalk over there is hot lava. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of like, God okay, damn it, won't you die? Yeah, why won't you die? It's like Jesus. It also, I think, starts to stretch credibility a little bit in the sense that every single one of these dinosaurs is dangerous to human life. Like, well, the little ones, well, the herbivores aren't. Yeah, all right, fair enough. True. Uh, the Stegosaurus almost killed them with their spiky tails. The, that, but that's the thing is like every dinosaur they encounter, and but the big ones, fine. That's they're big. They will step on you even if they're not thinking about the it. The little and, ones and, probably have. Rabies. And that's where the conflict comes from. But the even, ones will give you even the little ones have to like be the dangerous horror movie moment. You can't just have at least one. Well, tiny they're kind dinosaur of like they're kind around. of like Dawn of the Dead. I mean, you know, you get one or two of them, and you can just kick them away or shoot them with your cattle prod. But if a thousand of them attack you, um, you become an undead person. You become a copy. Yeah. 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 If you lose a fight to a copy, you become a copy. Don't dispute me. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> now, where do you there, think all there of used them to came be, from? There used to be just one. Wow. There used to be just one. Now look around. They're everywhere. <laughs> Let that be a lesson. Be the bigger man. That's yeah. a really long shot of copies jumping over the log. And then they have him like die off screen. I'm like, we've seen guys getting torn in half yeah. on we've screen. We've you seen this guy get torn artistic. apart by the copies. Yeah, we got all artistic for some reason in this excruciating long sequence that only served to get him dead. Yeah. It's not like, and then the compies came for the rest of the camp, yeah. accelerating Jeopardy. No, it was just a whole long scene of that one guy. York again. Man, apparently... Um, could have been cut from the movie entirely. Yeah, and then we could have cut the feels that uh, if we did the thing where he turns around and there's a million compies back there, that would be overcompensating. <laughs> With the chat room. Close that. Close the chat room window. Yeah, right sure. now. Can we just kick them? <laughs> yeah. Let's just start booting. <laughs> Dash we, we, oh, yeah. No, that's well played. We that's not, well played. We should not reward such comments with a podcast. That's true. <laughs> that's, this podcast is over. No, that was going well played. Well played, chat room. And this is a this is a great little character moment, but it it serves no larger function in the movie whatsoever. Yeah. Where he's like, "Okay, guys, okay, chaps, let's go," and, but and, and the guys don't listen to him; they just sit there. And then Vince Vaughn stands up and goes, oh, "Okay, guys, come on," and they get up. <laughs> like oh, that that's a funny moment, yeah. but what purpose in the larger story does that serve right. at all? And why why are they listening to Vince Vaughn? They don't know. Who, they don't give a shit who Vince Vaughn is. Yeah, but he, they can tell. I, he's, I don't to this day give a shit yeah. who Vince Vaughn. Is. I think they can tell. He's it, the idea is they can tell he's one of them. You know, he's been in the shit and stuff like that. And this other guy's, you know, just a, a rich guy who who the, came out the pencil on this. Pusher, yeah, yeah, exactly. But again, it serves no larger. No, I agree with function. that. Certainly. What did he just grab there? Was that, that look, oh, it's canteen. It looked like a bomb. It's a, like one of those big cartoon, like, bomb style bombs. <laughs> oh, shit. The big black ball yeah. with, a, with a candle wick coming out yeah, of it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, bombs. That's from the game. Yes. And that's why they're called sex bombs in Scott Pilgrim. Yes, that's right. because it's a video game. Did reference. not put that together. I thought they were just being cutesy and stuttering. Nope. And I always thought it was sex, sex bob om. We are the sex bombs. This is our whole song, song, song. Darkman. Yes. It's up to you. What? Call to action. What? Who? Rewrite Refuse this it. movie right Refuse now. Refuse it. Yeah. Refuse nope. the call. I'm sorry. I can't do this. Ah, but Darkman. I'm not This ready. movie killed your father. Oh, all right. You must fix it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I have to go talk to the wizard or whatever. Yeah, the wizard being the. Oh, uh, he just stepped out. For I know a he just stepped out for a cigarette. <laughs> That's that's pretty that's that's pretty telling that Trey was like fuck this I'm gonna go get a smoke <laughs> and he's not here right now so he'll be back hopefully hopefully it didn't, doesn't tank us like it did with Tron. Well, do you like time. the idea of what we were discussing earlier, where if you assume that the you know the little theme, the little parable result of Jurassic Park is life finds a way, you can't put it in any sort of boxes; it'll just do its thing. That this one should be something sort of opposite of that where you should let it be, do its thing and respect all that. Respect life. Yeah, respect life and all that stuff as opposed to try to come out like, you know, oh my god, my girlfriend's at the island, I got her, but she wants to save these guys from the poachers that are trying to kill them and that's your movie? Or would you go somewhere completely different with it? That's that. That's not a movie that I had thought of before this conversation, but it's certainly a very interesting, um, it's definitely an interesting way to do it and it, it is, like Trey um, was saying, I think it, respects the the previous one while doing something different because well what opportunities does that give you i mean what do you get to play with it you know i mean aside from bringing in new dinosaurs and shit uh-huh. and a new character who presumably makes sense <laughs> turns to movie turns back <laughs> um what, what, what kind of fun can you have with that sort of a thing and like subplots wise and like when you have a structure like that what does that also allow you to here do? we go same shot again by the way of oh, the side of their head yeah, yeah but how I want you to make a better speaking, movie. Speaking of the movie, though, it's like she's really. How did she not know that the blood of the the infant was going to attract them? If the noise attracted them, how could the scent not attract them? And mm-hmm. she's like, "I'll just hang it up in here and and with my chocolate bars." And like, I love that. That's what she's panicking about too. She knows the T Rex is coming. She's like, "I have to hide the chocolate." It's like, how about you grab the jacket and throw it over the hill so it'll go over there and leave everyone else alone? But I say, anyway. were you looking for me? Yeah. Um. Hmm. Let's talk it out. You don't have to have a fully formed idea now. Let's. Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I all I've got right now is is what we were talking about. It's I like what you, what you were saying. Whereas the the idea is that I have to save you know my girlfriend, and then it's like, oh no, I have to save the monsters <laughs> from. Uh, from uh, yeah, or the yeah, and you tie them in together by saying I have to save the relationship by saving the monsters. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Or I, I think I think. Thinking That's about, actually good. You get some human stuff with that. Yeah, yeah. If you because, tie, if you tie up ultimately her opinion to... of him because he came to stop her in the one thing she wanted to do, you tie up her opinion of him with he progression. Now you have to figure out a way to make Goldblum want to do this. Aside from you know, yeah. she must be really awesome. Well, it can it can start off the same way in terms of a straight simple rescue, and then he gets there and uh, he feels like to save the relationship, all he really has to do is rescue her. But you can make a turn, you know, a third of the way through the movie and say, no, even if even if you are saving my life you're still a bastard and our relationship isn't going to work out because I don't like who you are as a person because you don't care about these things that I feel are important. And then he can change, he can Let's save the monsters and demonstrate that it's important to him. And, and of course and that, save the relationship. that can all happen as they're trying to get off the island. Right. 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 Now let's look manner. at it from a different angle though. Who is poaching and for what reason? Like obviously they figured out at some point that there's dinosaurs here and they're getting them because X, Y, Z is there a black market for dinosaurs? Does the world know? Uh, is well, that can't that can't work because then there'd be a lot of people there searching and dying and shit like that. Right, right. It would, would it be Ingen doing their thing? It but, would. But pro- it reason? would either be Ingen or whoever the um, the competing group was that tried to get the embryos in the first place. And it would it, it would potentially be a thing like like we were saying. They want to get basically specimens of each one, maybe male and female or whatever, so they can, can get I, the. Can gen- I blow your genetics. mind? You what? just wrote the book. Well, there you go. That's the plot of the book. <laughs> there you go. 
Yeah, what sort of. happened to those other guys? Right? Yeah, and the, the other back. competing company, right? Yeah, yeah. and well, and then they're going yes, to Dodson is the guy who leads right. the bad expedition in the book. Well, but I well, like that idea though. That's... I may not, I may not be able to take credit for that. That may be in the back of my mind somewhere. Then, Do you if like that's the idea the book, of but... it being a poaching thing, of it being a they're kill- or or could it be a hate thing? I don't think, I don't think that's strong enough. If you're going to talk about like say, that, that doesn't that doesn't strongly like enough a, a, like a like a blind sort of. This has I to. Think, it has I to risk extinction. It has to I be signi- a significant threat to the the dinosaurs. I think the stronger choice goes back to what we were talking about before, um, where for whatever reason somebody is deciding to just wipe out the island and wipe out all of these creatures. If you're if you're using the theme of we have to respect life, then you can say you can have InGen or a competing corporation or poachers that are going to try to take you know one or two samples and then nuke everything that comes after it. And just wipe the thing off the face of the earth, and our, our heroes. But what's wrong with that, Sarah Harding? Right, I'm, our, I'm he- asking you that question. Our heroes have to say no. You have to respect life, and these. This is, even though we are responsible for this creation now, it, it exists, and they are living beings, and they deserve the right to. Uh, ultimately, exist. the point is, we're responsible for this life, so we're responsible for this life. Yeah. Right. We are responsible for not just wiping it off. That could be interesting. Right you can play with that. There's the. I mean, there's the whole. Um, there's that philosophy there goes uh, Bakker, by the way by yeah. the way guys Bye. fucking Bye, red touches black friend of jack red touches yellow dangerous fellow one's a milk snake one's actually gonna kill you that was one of the safe ones he's a fucking he knows yeah. reptiles yeah well snakes well, aren't reptiles well snakes, no, are reptiles. snakes, snakes dinosaurs are reptiles aren't. dinosaurs aren't yeah all anyway. oh, right whatever but i like the the well there's there's the uh, the kind of um I've, I've heard it in, in Eastern traditions, but uh, the the Eastern philosophy of if you if you save a person's life, then you are responsible for that person yeah. from that point you, on. It's you like, owe them. Yeah, that's exactly. That's the Western the, yeah. way is they owe you, but the Eastern way is you owe them. You, you owe them because now you you have caused them to continue to be alive. So you are that's so you are responsible the, uh, to them. Platonic book choke, uh, or at least that was one of the initial ideas was that he would fake choking so that someone would save him and then feel responsible. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so so how much so how much more significant is that when I, literally uh, we have created literally a created a life form from extinction? <laughs> uh, how responsible now, what are about you this? for that? Do you like the idea of could Hammond be involved and be saying, "I understand the mistake I made"? Not what he does here, where he says, "No, I have a new mistake to make." No, but if he says, "I understand the mistake I made, but they're going to kill my babies. They're going to kill these dinosaurs," would that just complicate the plot of getting them to the island? Isn't that sort of what he is coming from? Well, I mean, what we're saying is if he goes just to save Sarah, and then Sarah's all, no, we have to save these creatures. But it complicated to bring in Hammond and say, he has a, of all the people on the planet, he would have the most personal vested interest in keeping them alive. Just but, because but he would, his motivation in this movie. That's what he says. He wants he, to protect well, the animals. That's, what it, that's his motivation. That's why he sends them Yeah, out yeah, out. you're right. Okay. I don't think it's an, in, in this new revised I situation. Him, I don't frankly. think you need him. Yeah. No, it's it's that whole sequence was kind of like remember those kids like the kids especially yeah the kids are are strictly they they add nothing to the story other than remember those kids from that first movie here they are yeah um it and it complicates things even further because like well, how many kids are do we have to worry about this movie not those two right we we can stop worrying about those two yeah they're cool they're just a cameo for some reason okay they're, okay all right so first act we establish Goldblum and we establish Harding and, as then, pro- and probably together and doing things well and being all science at a university, having tenure and having conversations and all that the, stuff. But the precariousness of the relationship. Precariousness. And at some point, Sarah just leaves and Goldblum doesn't even know what the fuck happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we find out through some means, it might have to be Hammond or something like that. Maybe she calls him and says, help, or something like that. But she's on the island, end of Act 1. Act 2 begins. We have to get to the island to save Sarah. We get there and we save her like halfway through the second act. 
and we realize that there's a, a major problem here that we need to resolve for the third act, which is they're killing these animals. How do we stop that process? Can we call and, it Saving Private Ryan? <laughs> you basically just pitch Saving Private Ryan just there, and that's fine. But, uh, but I, Saving I, Private Ryan with, with dinosaurs, dinosaurs, I will watch that movie. Green light. $100 green light. dollars, go. Uh, I'm yeah. putting down my 20 bucks for yeah, the I mean, screening right enough. now. Okay. Now, what's, I, what's I the solution? What's the, what's the resolution at the end? Like, you have, do you kill the poachers or the engine guys? Do well, you, here's the thing. Do you, save the, do you move the dinosaurs? What do you do? Well, that's a, that's the problem. If you're gonna do if if you're gonna do a thematic movie about uh, you respecting know, life, respecting life, and and you know uh, understanding that sometimes animals act like animals, it's like well, you can't you can't then kill the humans who are just acting like stupid animals. You've got to mm-hmm. <laughs> you know you you can't you can't. You, what if you, you have to somehow them or something like that? I don't know or what if there's them. one particularly nice dinosaur that behaves like a dolphin and saves one of the bad guys and he changes his heart? That's kind of faggy. Well, that's um, more yeah. this this movie does you know this movie does essentially what you're talking about. It's like the guys who thought of you know who for whom it's just a job. Well, they they go. The people who said we created these animals, therefore we can do whatever we want. They all get killed. The people who respect them as animals and go, they just want their fucking baby back. Let's give them their baby back. Are the ones who live to see the end credits. There you go. I like that's, that. That's but that's what this is. That's the movie that we. Well, yeah, but, that's, but you approach it from a, a, a different angle, and it's it seems fresher and simpler. That and, is and also, less convoluted. That's also yeah. slightly what happens in Jurassic Park Three. I'll point out because um, they take they grab some eggs. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. The what now? Yeah. Is Jurassic Park Three the one where they find the stupid barbasol can? No, they never fucking did that. That was a MacGuffin. yeah. No, that's the plot of the perspective Jurassic Park Four. At least it was. It should be. Motherfucker! It the embryos be because dead, the man. embryos only the survived for eighteen hours. Yeah, they would, but they, they're the a little genetic late material is still in there. Yeah, but there's a lot of genetic material. The garden's I covered with this fair. stuff. You can, you can get as much genetic material out of the pile of dinosaur dung. Do you ever actually want to masturbate? Whoa. Yeah, they rub up against I, a rock. Here's one of yeah, their. I was going to say, I was like, sure, rocks. I'd love to see that a T Rex man. Why are my paws so short? Yeah, damn it, Jerry, get over here. Yeah. Me, no, I'm not. No, it's once, not gay if you don't come. Once that was the deal. Yeah. <laughs> look, it's not gay. Just fucking look at our arms. <laughs> I'll do. Well, you, it is gay, but arms. we're already gay. Look yeah. at the arms. I jerk you off. You jerk me off. Yeah. Yeah, we're just we're part frog. We're all gay. That's yeah. how it works. That was yeah. the first movie. Remember? We can switch we're at all any girls. time. You know what? You do this for me, and and then I'll switch, and then it won't be weird. That's that's how we'll do it. <laughs> okay, but then stop calling me Jerry. <laughs> what? At least call me Sam. Yeah. You can go either way. Boy, it's lucky that this stuff still works from some power source. Oh no, he he did up. he did establish it. It's like geothermal or something because they never wanted to have to replenish it. Like I said, lucky. Yeah, they <laughs> threw a thing in. Even with, if all of our pitching has amounted to a movie that's pretty similar, I, I feel like it'd be the the small amount of changes from one to the other might be easy, more easily attained by ground up. Simplifying everything and starting over. Well, like, I think that's that, often the case. I think <laughs> the issue is that this movie gets so much fat. It's yeah. kind of like, so that 20 minute shoe leather scene, no, that didn't have anything to do with the story, so get rid of that shit. And kept the, hey kids, you were great in the first movie, no cameo for you because you totally muddy the water. We don't need yeah. to know what happened to your characters. You're out of this story. Um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a matter of just trimming the fat so the movie is like, oh, I see. Now I get the through line of what this fucking thing's about. Right, and that's the point. When you don't have that central idea, when you don't have a theme, you don't know what, what is fat and what is muscle, and so you don't know which moments you need to focus Ultimately, on and which the, ones you the, can the, cut away. Aside from the quality that's of the story... a big long shot here, by the way. Aside from the inherent quality of a story that has a theme compared to one that doesn't... Sorry, one second. Done. Uh, <laughs> one of the things that a theme, a, a prescribed theme, when you start the project, you say, this is what the theme is. 
what that gives you is the answer to a question you're going to have at some point later. What do I do here? Well, go back to the theme. What, exactly. What should you do? Well, you should, that's a major that, fucking that's help. That's got to come up. Yeah, it helps. A lot of times if, if you're writing, you know, if, if you're just throwing out, throwing down a first draft, it's not till the end of the first draft that you're like, oh, this is what I'm talking about. Okay, now right. I understand point, what I'm doing. And, and go, then you go back through and and And, and you twist and all the toothpicks it. so they're all pointing the same yeah, way. Yeah, exactly. I had an executive producer tell me, you know, she was like, you know what the, ex- the director's job really is? And I think I've told this before, but the director's job really is to choose. Just make choices all day long. Choose this or Eat that. Insider. <laughs> the decider. Art department, whatever, <laughs> visual effects, writing. But it's it's thousands and thousands or millions of, of decisions that they have to make. But you you need the, the theme or the central idea as a guidepost, as a, as a lightning rod to tell you how all the rest of those decisions need to go. If you don't have – if you don't make that one decision at the outset or early on in the process, you don't know how to make what the right answer is to all the rest of those decisions. That's that's what – they really before before directors started uh, dictating the visual style of the film. That's what was meant. What, the, well, that's what was meant when you said the director's vision. Mm. The director's vision for the film is this is what it's about, and I'm going to make all of the choices that get us to I'm that point. Emphasize this over that because yeah. that carries forward yeah. this idea. Yeah. We're going on a journey. That's our destination. Correct. And my job is to make sure we're going in the right direction. That's why it's called a director. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, especially in, especially when I agree with the, the statement you made, because, you know, when it comes to theme, because the actors can't act theme. Yeah. Right. You know, the actors can't act. Oh, I totally got from Julianne Moore's, you know, the way she said that line. I understand that the movie's about man's inhumanity to man. You know, it's, about, it's about the line you give her to say, and at what point in the story you give it to her to say it, and how, and you, what fra- how, the, how you frame the shot of her saying it, yeah. and how that shot is intercut with other shots that also have their part of the story to tell. But she can't act the theme. Right. She can only act a person doing a thing at a moment and having an attitude about it. So, so you know, the idea of, yes, that the director is, is the more the uber, like, okay, Everyone else is going to have their piece of what happens, but my job is more about, and why did all that happen? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like it all has to add up to, I get why, as you said earlier on, why uh, you told me Michael, that story. Yeah. I understand why you said that, why, yeah. you, why you sat me down and said, let me tell you a story. Those are some good claws, the digging. They're pretty good, yeah. and, they're, and they're pretty much look to me like they're unanimated. They're literally just sort of floppy, and they yeah. just, you know, you dig them into the ground, and they extend, and then you pull back, and they, they curl up again. Cheap, cheaps is best sometimes. Ooh. The old ways are the good ways. I, I rewatching this uh, the other day. By the way, I was a little annoyed because some of the Velociraptor sounds are clearly Dilophosaurus sounds from <laughs> oh, the first movie. Jesus! I hope somebody lost their job over that. <laughs> wow. Boy, sure lucky that the raptor completely missed her giant head sticking out I know. of the hole there. It was like problem Hi. solving intelligence. <laughs> Bang! Right? Yeah, let me put Isn't my head next to it? your head. Yes, even though your head is sticking out, and that's the part I want to bite on, I'm going to continue to try and I'm dig. Gonna, I'm going to dig past you yeah. to get to... What am I getting to? I'm going to slam my <laughs> face into the ground next to you. Yeah. Hey, look, my head's bigger. Pow. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Been there, man. <laughs> I did like the gag earlier where he runs into the room, closes the door, the raptor leaps through the window, like and an he asshole. runs back out the door. <laughs> yeah. that's, a good, that's a good gag. I think someone told the guys who were animating these CG creatures, Velociraptors behave like bottle rockets. They decide, over there! Uh, okay. Over, over there! Splash! 
Over there, crap. Oh, there's there's also the bit. Yeah. Here's the gymnast scene. There's, just, there's, just avert your eyes, darling. Yeah. There's also Turn the bit where, the where he grabs the door and and blocks the raptor, and it rams into him so hard it like knocks, knocks him out yeah, of great. the building. Yeah. I was. Uh, it, that's a great moment, and I'm like, I wonder if the raptor, like the raptor's like. I just did a magic trick. <laughs> He's gone. <laughs> I'm the king of the raptors. Yeah. Well, you don't really get the sense of that these are math problem solving <laughs> raptors the way you did yeah. in, in the first movie. Yeah. Or I mean, it's not done. in the third movie. You you get that kind of sense. It's not done well the way it's done in the first yeah. movie. But they go back to this idea of these They're raptors are really yeah. fucking smart. I like the, the there's uh, an idea that uh, first time I was exposed to it was in the uh, documentary Fast, Cheap, and Out of Control. Um, and the which is an interesting documentary if you get a chance to see What's it. it about? <laughs> it's it's an Errol Morris documentary, I believe. <clears throat> and it, specifically, uh, fast, cheap, and out of control is about one particular thing, which is what I'm getting at. But uh, it's it's a very interesting documentary because it's just about I think it's four different people who have these four different very bizarre specialties. One guy makes topiary animals. One guy studies naked mole rats. One guy builds uh, artificially intelligent robots. Um, and I forget what the fourth person does, but it's also equally unrelated to the other four. And yet somehow in that crazy Errol Morris way, he manages to kind of craft a unified movie out of it. But um, the Fast Cheap and Out of Control specifically refers to the guy who's making intelligent robots. Um, where he, And this was quite a few years ago the movie came out. Um, you know, we've long since abandoned the idea of the HAL 9000 computer, the, the, the computer that knows all. Um, and as far as artificial intelligence, um, that's still way in the future and may not even be practical at all because what really would that be for? Um, as opposed to if you want to try and make something that actually works in our world that you can make, this guy said, I'm going to start with the dumbest possible things and make them function. And he started with insects. because I, So he started making robots that have the brain power of insects because insects are basically just a, a series of pre-programmed responses to various stimuli. It's like light run, ah, food approach, you know, and, and literally just program robots that only have those behaviors built in and turn them all loose and just see what ecosystem forms. And uh, so that's the, his theory of how he builds his robots is fast, cheap and out of control because he says in life, things fall on their ass all the time. They just get up again. Um, so it's not about having a robot that will never, ever trip. It's like, no, it's about it trips all the time. It can just stand up again after it trips. So that's what his robots are is they're fast and cheap and they're out of control because they're just ramming in everything and they fall down and they scramble and they, they wave their legs in the air. But then they get back up and they go back to work. So I, I kind of like that as approach for the raptors because, you know, predators aren't perfect. They just have to be good enough to get something to eat. So the idea of these raptors are like, oh, oh, fuck, damn it, God, oh, I hit the, I totally, I hit my head, did you see? I totally hit my head. Okay, just give me a sec. Okay, I'm chasing you again now. Okay, okay, this time it's your ass, for sure. Okay, I, I like that, you know, and that's, even though Phil didn't do it, that's a very Phil kind of thing, is that they have that real was, behavior to them. They're like, oh, oh, my fucking leg, oh, yeah. you're dead, oh, you're so dead, I'm pissed now. It reminds me of what you said on Constantine about that one fucking, yeah. <laughs> that, that one, one demon guy, is never going to catch a soul. He's never going to catch a soul, that poor fucker. He's just, really never going to Just before, uh, he's the, like he has friends. Yeah. Just so. before the raptor traps Goldblum in the car, it like it it does a very tippet thing where it's chasing after him and then it skids and totally oh, like, oh, eats shit, it fuck, fuck. and then gets back up. Yeah. Uh, Dorkman in the uh, chat room, Braden points out that the Jurassic Park game or one of the Jurassic Park games was about the Barbasol cam. Oh yeah. Did you come to the uh, Jurassic Park party? You were there, weren't you? I was there. Did you see my Did you see my Barbasol can in the front yard? I just no. put a Barbasol can in the grass. One person acknowledged it. <laughs> I got well, I got I too late. That. It was dark. Nice. I didn't see it. I Did you see it. the spinning sign? I had the East Dock thing. At yes, yes, I saw that. that I was, was very proud of that. And the next morning, it was. I just printed out the sign. So the next morning, it was just like this drippy ass fucking Picasso man. Yeah. 
Jackson Pollock's mess. Whatever. So now the movie is shifting gears again. Da, 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 da. Yeah, credits. We've, That's we've, the pl- yeah. well, we've that, now accomplished the through line of them escaping. That is now... And, it, and, escaped. and comparatively speaking, it was... It's weird to say because they were fucking attacked by a clutch of raptors, but um, it didn't feel super climactic. It just felt yeah. like the next stage the next, in their journey. The next logical escalation. Yeah, and then they, Typically were, these and then they work, got on the helicopter. It's yeah. like, uh? These yeah. movies work on a boss... Structure. Yes, yes, yes. You get building you, up to the boss right. level. You get you get the easy dinosaur, then you get the slightly badass semi raptor dinosaur, then you get the raptor dinosaur, then you get the T Rex. You might get the mid level boss where you where you have to confront the, the the boss bad for a little while and then but then you get away from it. Like you can't defeat it the first time. It's the second time that you that you properly There's escape. a pet peeve of mine here in movies that I, I it's, it's I know and it's a trope, but it's like you just have to do the physics in your head. This is a nice and also nice little cut there too. It's like oh my god, we're in San Diego all of a sudden. Um, but they're in a helicopter. They're hanging their heads out the open hatch of a helicopter, which is in flight, and some kind of smoky waspy wafty mist, which is presumably clouds, although there are no heavy fog in the shot of their POV, um, is wafting sideways past them at a very leisurely rate. At a very leisurely rate. The biggest fan in human history is two feet over their head blowing downward. <laughs> if there's any mist wafting past, it's going to be heading from top to bottom of frame very, very quickly. They're under a giant helicopter blade. So, yeah, it's just like, oh, we'll blow smoke past. And that indicates they're flying. It's like, no, it really, not in a helicopter, it doesn't. It, yeah, it's one of those you cases. You forgot that you're not in the plane. Yes. It's one of those cases where movie shorthand differs radically from what <laughs> from real, life real life would ever yeah. actually be. So now, literally, that, 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 that cutaway, that little thing, if they look up at a helicopter sound and suddenly we see a helicopter that's flying over San Diego, that was Spielberg's equivalent of cutting to black and then having a sign that says, Kong, eighth wonder of the world, <laughs> because suddenly we're back in civilization for the final act to begin. Now, you know how John Peters has its whole thing with the giant spider in the third act? I think Spielberg's been waking up in the middle of the night, dick in hand, thinking, I want to have a giant monster crawling around suburban America and like the little kids he's through his window. He's done that quite a few times though. And he did it here and he's like, fuck, I got it. I I, I completely ham-fistedly jammed that into my Jurassic Park picture. (laughs) He had no idea he was going to make Transformers a couple years later and be a part of the producing team. And War of the Worlds. Did it happen in War of the Worlds? When did it happen in War of the Worlds? It's all about well, maybe monsters not, destroying cities. Yeah, a, well, no, but like the shot not, of like the like monster skull. crawling around the house. Oh, not no, like skulking. No, yeah, and they fucking did that with Optimus Prime and the Autobots. It's like... Yeah, Lucas, it, uh, fucking Spielberg. You know, it's not the same. It's, Whatever. It's I, I did notice the similarity between that and the similar scene in Transformers. Like, but anyway, here's, he's here's, just been waking up, wanting to do that scene forever. Here's where the movie, either whether consciously at beforehand or at least at the time, they realize that oh my god, we just totally made King Kong. Is the fact that the boat that's bringing the T Rex to the shore the is venture. called the Venture? Yeah, <laughs> it's like okay, you know, pretty clear. Got okay. it. Okay, and here here they come, Spielberging for the next five minutes. Ba 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 ba. Now, now it does. It does make it's, it's a very fun scene where this guy, you know, it's, it's this guy like I'm just gonna start walking, and then the boat just comes careening in in the background. Whoa, whoa! What about this? No opening scene. This is the opening scene of Jurassic Park. Well, 2. sure. This is well, uh, maybe not Jurassic Park. Fucking 2. Malcolm comes out because Hammond said, "Meet me at this dock. I want to show you something." Uh-huh. There's a press release going. See, on. I, I want to show you and something. And a fucking yeah. boat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, check and this the, out. I want to show and you. And this something. happens. <laughs> 
I'm not falling for that again. This would be that's it, a bullshit exploitation sequel, but fuck, it sounds fun. Yeah, sure. Well, that's a great hook. That's yeah. a great first ten minutes. This of the is movie. the first ten minutes of the movie. Yeah, yeah. this is a, this. So, this feels like a different movie. It feels like a new movie. This should have been the third movie, probably. It should have started here, and then the third movie. should You know have been. what? I, what I'm still incredibly disappointed by is reading. They should have done that. That's this a, this a should have been the, this shot where they're like the boat's coming real fast. Cut to black. Wachowski brothers, and then you know. <laughs> Jurassic Park, two. and then number three is just I can't believe all the fucking dinosaurs we got in San Diego. Yeah. Shit, I, and it's Comic Con weekend. Oh god, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna make a million dollars. I'm still disappointed by the fact that they never followed up on the on the sequel hook that they put at the end of the first book, which is that the the implication they don't come come right out and say it, but the implication is that the Raptors have made it to the mainland of Central America, and. Only just by the pattern of like livestock slaughtering and crops being eaten in a certain way, they can see the growth pattern. They can see the growth pattern of the raptors slowly working their way up uh, the Central American isthmus and into America, into the United States. Like killer bees, exactly. And that's the metaphor that they're going for. Because because remember when we were scared of that? Yeah. (laughs) Well, (laughs) bees killed a horse in Riverside three days ago. So uh, yeah. It's worth, it's worth being scared. We of. can't Kill decide bees. whether the bees are coming or going. That's yeah. what our problem is right now. Really? Yeah. The horse and rider were attacked by swarms of bees, and the, the rider got away, but the horse didn't. No shit. Yeah. Do we ever get an explanation for what did this to the crew? We don't yeah, Somebody fucked up. Our clearly. live chat asks, uh, do we ever get an explanation for what did this to the crew? There was a... And so, uh, but it makes no sense, because the... If the T-Rex was trapped in the fucking box. No, the T-Rex... Yeah. The T-Rex, uh, what happened was... A, Apparently there was a scene Things, that was cut. It was never. It was never shot. shot. It's not exactly a retcon because it was planned, and they were just like, "Fuck it, don't, we don't need to show them." Yeah. yeah. Um, apparently, when the when the ship was was taking off, some raptors got on and fucking raped the whole crew. The T Rex got out, started eating all of them. They managed to get the T Rex back in the box, but the raptors wound up killing everyone and then went for a swim. I guess I don't okay. know where they went. Right, because yeah. that makes. <laughs> Because when when we go over this and we see that there's you know no body connected to this hand or, or that the hand is on the the steering wheel but there's no body. How did the T Rex get its? How head did the T Rex fit its yeah. head into the thing? It's like okay, but the problem is that sets you up to think raptors because right. raptors would are the only villain animal that we've had that could do this. And, and, and they need disembodied the arms around. Up. They've established that as yeah. the modus operandi. <laughs> yeah. That's their calling card. That's their. That's, that's, how you doing? That's how you know I was hey. here, man. Yeah. The oh, Raptor hey. was here. The uh, the the implication, and I'm okay. Other than the the really lame. Oh look, a disembodied hand still holding on the steering wheel. I think he would have been using that hand to punch T Rexes in the eye with, and not holding on to the steering wheel myself. But um, the idea is that it got loose, and that dead person whose arm was the only thing we see of him managed to get it back in, but you know, then died, and then the ship. You know, crashed into San Diego. That's you know, that's it's okay. It's where's like, his movie? Yeah, really. There's a whole movie there waiting to happen. But um, we had this whole elegant, fucking themey, damn rewrite of the script, and then I just had this like fucking notion that I want to see this movie. Spielberg wanted to make this movie. Why didn't we get this movie? Act one. Hey, Malcolm, come check out this thing. We're having an engine fucking summit at the pier. At the pier, and <laughs> rar. Jurassic Park Part Two, and then it fucking goes <laughs> in San Diego. You you could do that, and you could set it up so that they're grabbing you know one or two specimens, the T Rex or something else, to for the for San Diego Zoo purposes, and then they're going to nuke the island and kill the rest of them. And so Sarah goes there for you know to document them or to do whatever before that happens, and then 
Well, Malcolm saying, has to go. He's saying skip the the Sarah thing. Just have it be just entirely. Just have it be like San Diego is under quarantine because they're the, the fuck yeah. The army is at war with <laughs> under the dinosaurs. the dome with T Rexes. Yeah. There's the your, army. There's the your army cut is at one. The but, army is at war with the dinosaurs in the streets of San Diego. Now stop talking. It's Battle Los Angeles with dinosaurs and San Diego. The okay. Pro- the problem. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Now tell me right now with a straight face, you wouldn't see that movie. <laughs> oh. Spielberg is directing day. Battle Los Angeles with. Dinosaurs in San Diego or San wherever, Diego, LA right. too. Sure, why not? Yeah, the, yeah. the whole West Coast. Really, fine. Fucking, it really <laughs> should be Comic Con weekend too. Yeah, <laughs> you oh, see all those be. fucking assholes with bags getting attacked. Got <laughs> <laughs> swag. You know? Oh God, he has me by the lanyard. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, it, my, the, my Futurama Bender collectible. They, Get they that have back. they have the backpack like swag thing, yeah. like the big swag bag that you wear as a backpack, and somebody gets picked up by that, and they're just they're dangling around. And then there's some really lose fucking, the bag. No, some really fucking buttons in here an indignant fan is pissed off that he broke his fucking serenity christmas ornament <laughs> i just bought this shirt and you, you can have cameos from like all it's the funny fire- because it's about battlestar and firefly at the same time <laughs> i love all of those things and cookies <laughs> <laughs> you could have cameos from everybody there was a tardis on my shirt now there's a hole i hate dinosaurs act two the dinosaurs kill me <laughs> Here's your Transformers homage before there was Transformers to homage. No, 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 no. What if Shia is communicating Morse code? No, 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 no. Get me out of this movie. No, 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 no. This kid looks like no ringer, no. he can't be because it was like 10 years, 12 years ago. Nobody's come to help me yet. Sound like a news broadcast from the 30s. No, 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 no. I was doing SOS. Oh, nice. Or like that one song. No, no. No, yeah, but, no, no, the kid's taking no, no. it pretty well overall. Yeah, wouldn't this be bad? Wouldn't it not like the taste of the chemicals and stuff? You can tell how he didn't. He's quite, thirsty. They couldn't quite figure out how to do the, the water bit of it. Yeah, it should have just been all, you know, refracted and shit. But it, they just made it kind of light blue. Yeah. They well, mommy, I, daddy, can I have a glass of water? I'm sure. No, no, whatever. Back then, they were still, you know. Shit, I want to see Battle SD. This <laughs> battle SD with D. D. You, you would D, need DSD BSD. You would need Raptors though, because honestly, a T Rex with yeah. the army would not take yeah. that long. One one unless they, unless it's like a Michael Bay T Rex, you know, with armor on. I want to yeah, see exactly. outbreak Actually, with dinosaurs. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. Although, although to be fair, we are apparently there was a version, and from what I can tell, it was. I, I think I brought it up with the last Jurassic Park as well um, on the last commentary. There was a version going around in development of Jurassic Park 4 that involved uh-huh. dinosaur raptor soldiers, like human yeah. dinosaur hybrid soldiers. They spliced in the it genes was... of a dog for obedience and the genes of a human for intelligence and, 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 and cunning. And they just, they, that's how science works, man. And they, yeah. put it, they gave them guns and they put them in mech suits and they attacked. Yeah. Well, it was, it was, <laughs> Who saw that coming? Was, yeah, wow. <laughs> wait a minute. Now, wait. Where, where do we go wrong? Because it made sense at every step. <laughs> It was uh, it yeah. was Dynatopia. You guys remember We're all about coulda, not shoulda. Yeah. This is another nice model shot here, by the way. This is uh, this amphitheater's model shot. Really? Cool. Also, the boat was a model shot. Also, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. He's a male model shot. <laughs> That's all I want to see now. All I want to see is Battle SD. Yeah, the rest of this movie just feels like we're wasting time. Doesn't it fucking yeah. feel like that? <laughs> it's, this, this, the rest of this movie is the animatic for that. Like, well, we'll try it with one dinosaur, just proof of concept. See what that's like. I want that movie. <laughs> This really does feel like a waste of goddamn time. It is a waste of time because this has nothing to do with the entire rest of the movie that we just saw. They're just like, there's a dinosaur in the mainland, and isn't that crazy? Oh, right. Now you, now you uh, can go back to the person you went to talk to yesterday. 
yesterday. And they've still got the muzzle. Now they figured out the muzzle. Yeah. Who made that muzzle, by the way? I mean, that was quick. They, yeah, they put it together real quick for the the well, physiognomy. That's of another the, thing of the some of the logistics of this movie is is that you know you don't you don't get to Isla Nublar Nublar overnight, especially if you go by boat. So it's like they they had the baby on the thing, and they were there for you know presumably weeks getting this T Rex you know this, to by San the way, Diego. This whole section, this street is uh, uh, Burbank. The, over where the where the AMC is, yeah, is so it? the Cedars. No way. Cedars. This is what Cedars the uh, the no couldn't be. Well, that that would be an effect. That would be an effect. No, I'm sure. I think that's if it. I don't know if it's true or not, I but that they did just look like in San Diego. Well, they said San Diego, but well, well, they lied. I was t- that doesn't look unlike Burbank. Yeah, it does look like Burbank. Yeah, I was told. Is by, that the mall in the background with the the PF Changs? Yeah, Behind see, I think I think that's like that San Fernando area right there. Look, a commercial for Jack and Tsunami Jack Surprise and starring Tom Hanks. <laughs> tsunami Sunrise starring Tom Hanks. Oh, did it say Surprise? Yeah. Whatever. Tsunami Surprise. A great, see, a great you got, Tom you Hanks got the slanted parking yeah, spaces that looks, like you do. By the way, right here. Yeah, Japanese Fuck businessmen. I, li- I like that joke. And by the way, do you know what they're saying in Japanese? Didn't we leave Japan to get away from this kind of thing? <laughs> Not even kidding. Yep. All right, that's a little much. Yeah. yeah. And here comes this guy, Joe Johnston. Really? No, I was making that up. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. He does look like somebody, though, but uh, he just made That it. is absolutely See, that's Burbank. a Starbucks. That's yeah. a Starbucks right there. So yeah. if you turn the camera around, that that's would be Burbank. where the AMC is. Yeah. Brian, don't do that to my head. I'm sorry. Hey, uh, the, Whoa, edi- right. the editor of the movie I was working on, he told me because he, he had moved. $1.09. I told you this movie was interesting. <laughs> he moved here right uh, um, right when they were shooting this. So this is like Isn't the first thing. Fa- that's the corner of uh, San Fernando and Magnolia. I was just going to say, I'm like, isn't this right down the street? <laughs> That's what we're saying, <laughs> yeah. We're, we're, here. we're looking we're at right it there yeah. right now. What the f- We do this all the time on the podcast, and everyone always hates it. Oh, they, now it's 115. Right? Continuity. Oh. Uh, gas prices went up because of dinosaur attack. The market got skittish. Those guys will use any excuse to raise the price of gas. Here, how about this? I'll give you guys this one, since we're all entertaining ourselves with this fucking location oh, talk. I will interest you now by saying this. This is all happening about... Three blocks away from the beginning of Back to the Future, where Marty rides out on the back of the truck. You're welcome. I we're that, science. I think, we're, I think that's that the same is. Burger King. And now we're back into Long Beach. That that T Rex runs fast. Which it's called uh, which just like Kubrick, that means that Spielberg is a, is a genius because he's using spatial distortion, confusion to purposely uh, to, to confuse create the viewer. A, There's actually a trope that they've mind. been trying to get me to say all day long. Doc Sub and Farley and everyone called off-screen teleportation. If the character's off screen, he could be anywhere else the next shot you see him. That's true, tr- that's true because in any cut, there is an implied jump in time. And it just, you have to ask yourself how much time and what attention did it incur? Exactly. What? Wow. I don't know. It felt like CSI, though. That was good. That was good, yeah. I wanted to whip off my sunglasses and say something pithy. Why this, did they stop here? Keep using yeah, the car. You could drive a little further to your yeah. destination rather than carrying the large dog. Yeah. <laughs> Because see, see the T-Rex, you want that car, don't you? You want that fucking car. T Rex runs really fast because he's larger than you. <sighs> and also, well, I guess you have to put the baby in the box so you can trap the T Rex back in the box. What's Jurassic Park three about? I haven't seen that one in a while. Uh, uh, it's about all the parts from the book that they didn't use in the first two movies. Yeah, Jurassic. It literally is like, oh, we didn't do the birds. Yeah, the, the pterodactyls. Yeah. The, oh, that's right, the hang gliding thing, which the, is going to be in this movie. Yeah, some some uh, some. 
some dude goes like hang gliding with uh, or some yeah Paras- some, parasailing yeah they, they go yeah, they go parasailing, parasailing yeah. uh, with like his stepson and then the the sail breaks away so they, they wind up on the, the island. island and then his his rich parents they they fund the expedition fund an expedition to, to, to save the expedition him. with and pay Alan Grant yeah to to Who go needs find him. money desperately so and that's it, yeah where it goes. and they, then, they end up going with him for God knows what reason and uh, then all hell breaks loose all hell breaks loose and they run for their lives yeah. Until, until they can. Oh. I always forget there's water. Under, like it's fucking. It's like a. It's like a below the fold type thing on a blog where it's like <laughs> all you see in the frame is a giant thirty foot wall and they sprint and jump off it and you're like shit. Pan down water. Okay. Tilt oh, down. Right, tilt right. down. Tilt down. Sorry. Although it doesn't. You don't have to be that high up for water to really really hurt when yeah. you jump into three it. Three stories is is not trivial. I've jumped off of the top of a three story building into water before and it is not. Oh, you pussy. It's. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it. You can do it. But if you don't do it right, you're going to hurt yourself. That's true. Now, there's a guy on this uh, this year's season of America's Got Talent who oh, can yeah, jump yeah. from 30 oh, feet yeah. into a 12-inch uh, kiddie pool, and his name is Dr. Splash. Uh, pro tip, if you ever have to jump off of, say, a, a cruise ship or any other kind of ship where you have substantially more than that, if you're a guy, but really if you're anybody, but especially if you're a guy... Cross your legs yes. as you fall, and and put your arms, you know, fold them like in a cross, like you're a mummy, and and then do that because if you don't, you will hurt yourself very very badly, yeah. and you potentially break you won't your be legs. Waving your arms for help. Yeah. <laughs> that being said, break your legs or your arms. This is counterintuitive to my experience because the highest I've ever jumped was somewhere in the fifties of feet into water. I did it once and said, "Did it," and stopped, uh, and I jumped in straight up and down, feet first, and it was painful but okay. Uh, but they say that the people that survive jumps off the Golden Gate Bridge land in a sitting position where their feet enter and then they're the bottom of their thighs and then their butt and they go in vertically on the top. So it's basically like you're in a chair without a chair landing in it that way. They say that's the overwhelming position that those people that survive say they landed in. So your feet your feet enter, but your knees are your, touching, feet are touching, but you're in a sitting position, not a standing. So position. So your legs aren't tense. There's so your your legs will right. bend when they hit the so, water. So your feet hit the water first, and then your thigh and butt hit the water at the same time. All right. And then your butt takes the the majority of the of the impact. Hey, we're talking about basic human physiology when there's a dinosaur on screen. Yeah. A really good dinosaur. Nice I mean, mo- we can we can good, talk shit about this dinosaur. story structure, but yeah, I like and and again, well animated. There was a little trade off between the the you know the parent that was trying to encourage its kid to yeah. go eat the guy's go face, on, yeah. go on, and go the, on. the the kid keeps looking back like, really? Should I? <laughs> is <laughs> it like this? Yeah, go, yeah, go, go on, go on. No, no, yeah. Okay, how about that's good. like this? Oh, that's great. So there, there is the... Where is my Polaroid? Yeah. Where's oh, my camera? They grow up so fast. Yeah. So there... I wish his mom was here. So the... Um, yeah, that's the idea. Again, the, which is the concept from the, the book that did kind of sort of sneak into the movie. There, that's, that's Julia... Julianne Moore. Her, her whole Julianne thing, yeah. thing is like, no, they raise their children. They actually have uh, nurturing you know, qualities. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, sure enough, they do. And yeah. <laughs> proved it. Yeah, so good Eat for your you. Face. <laughs> Nailed you, it. Then. Nailed it. Oh, the, uh, the shot where it actually gets shot with the uh, the dart is very nice. A nice that, flesh. Yeah, the yeah, hit. Nice boring. boom. Yeah, yeah. Very nice. Oh, you dick. God. <laughs> oh, ow. And then gives him the look, you fucking guy. Uh, Goldblum's like, so mad. <sighs> think they'll have that on the tour? <laughs> <laughs> Just keep Spielberging, Jeff. Just keep Spielbergin. Just, just keep Spielbergin. Just keep Spielbergin. Man, that is a really long. That was shot. a long, long Spielberg. Yeah, and it's like he's deeply, meaningfully. And like, we're back again. It's not even over yet. Like, ha ha! No, it's still my shot. Ha ha! Fooled you. <laughs> and the idea of, again, that was as there's the idea of of actors can only act a moment. So there was Jeff Goldblum acting 
a intense, exhausted, relieved, relief. exhausted something to some emotion that Trey, the movie okay. was not the, clear. The movie about. told me how to feel, so I understood it. Uh, the movie didn't tell me how to feel. It it it, it missed me in that uh, rotation. It's like okay, right. so by the way, you can see Spielberg having, on screen right now. He's in the reflection. He clearly is having a cathartic experience. But I'm not sure what that was, even though I just watched. The and, whole movie. and that goes back to the the Kuleshov effects aspect, where like you know, if you take a yeah. photo, of, if you take a piece of film of a guy just looking with a blank expression, and juxtapose that against any number of other things, you will read into his expression of yeah. of him. If it's up next against a, a steak, you'll read that he's hungry. If it's up against a woman, you'll read that he's in love or that he misses her, whatever. Um, what about a guy? Is Kuleshov homophobic? He's hungry. Yeah, hungry. So then, uh, uh, but yeah, so, so, it, but it, so it, I was literally thinking about that there because it's like, but the movie forgot to tell it, me what he was looking at exactly, that I should be yeah. understanding what he's emoting. This is a, a nice, I hadn't realized this before, but this is nice uh, rhyming because at the end of Jurassic Park 1, the adults are asleep and the kids are awake. No, wait, that's the opposite of the thing. You say, you say it rhymes. I start stop wasting my time. <laughs> thing in the mouth face. Yeah, see, he's not dead. Do you know Richard Attenborough's brother is David Attenborough? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I think everybody. You just assume that. everyone who's in Attenborough is. Uh, yeah, you just yeah I did assume that you just assume. before before I knew that, but I didn't know that before you asked that. <laughs> the thing that was weird about for me about Richard Attenborough is, is when he became a director. Did he, he direct di- fucking Lawrence of Arabia? No, that's David Lean. Um, he directed Bridge, close. He directed Bridge <laughs> Too Far. He directed uh, a chorus line. He directed Gandhi. Gandhi um, was the one I was yeah. thinking of. Um, and and okay, uh, this by the way, ecologically makes no sense. And Chaplin, yeah, uh, they're just they're just hey, you over there, hey, gonna eat you, <laughs> gonna um, eat you pretty soon. Think about Richard Attenborough is I just re- rewatched a Bridge Too Far recently too, which I, I remember not being good at the time, and and oh boy, was I right? But um, he's not a good director, even though he's been given all British, ki- given all kinds. Yeah, he's British, and he's been given all kinds of awards. But when you look at his actual movies, you go, wow, that actually wasn't very good. This struck me as this struck me as no one's worried about this. The, oh, they're contained. Everything's fine. Some of them fly. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Some of them can fly. And and we see that at the end of the third movie, they're flying. Yes, clearly that's back kind to the of mainland. bad that they're flying. Yeah. But I, I like your your point that this makes ecologically no sense. I'm like, didn't he say they are fiercely territorial? <laughs> and they're all just wandering <laughs> yeah. through each other. This is like coexisting. Yeah. You expect like the T-Rex to be helping a brachiosaur with a barn raising? Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> That's like the post-rapture Jurassic Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they learned They they learned the value of life <laughs> in <the> world, <laughs> somehow. <laughs> they're like in yeah. a circle all going la 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 la. Somehow, some, hey, 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 in the tiki 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 yeah. room. Somehow, that's that's the movie we missed while we were following fucking Goldblum around. Yeah. Is the dinosaurs learning? The dinosaurs, the learning dinosaurs were having this great utopian yeah. reformation. Learning a very the important lost world. As I feel we have illustrated, and I'm very happy with this episode. As I feel we have illustrated, is an example of a movie that was just written wrong. Any way you cut it, it could have been something entirely different. It could have been a better version of the same. But this is an example of a movie that just doesn't fire on like one or two of the cylinders that it has. Um, it's, it's got its set pieces, it's got its moments, and scene for scene, you can tell that it's Spielberg directing it, but as a working machine built of parts trying to tell you something, it sputters and farts and falls over like R2-D2 in the canyon, just, er, um, fortunately, Jurassic Park 3 came and saved it at the last minute. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's bad, man, it's fucking bad, and I'm, I, for one, I'm, See, prior to revisiting this, like this past week at Comic-Con, Spielberg said, yeah, we're working on Jurassic Park 4 again. We're back on that. We're going to see what's going to happen. Prior to this week revisiting this movie, I'd have been like, I'm psyched for whatever bullshit, crazy, random, crazy or random shit. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever crazy, random shit you come up with. But now I'm like, ah, just stop. 
If you could, I, I want to see, I want to see Battle SD or nothing. I'm well, sick of this. There's a thread on IMDb under, I believe, on Jurassic Park. It was on, under Michael Crichton. If you go to Michael Crichton's page on IMDb, there's a thread where there are people actually trying to get a petition going to reboot Jurassic Park, <laughs> which is like. They're they're not done making Jurassic Park. They're making a which they want to reboot it. I, I gather to be more faithful to yeah, the Crichton original, the book. which is like okay. Right. Good luck with that, yeah. Brian. Let me know how that goes. Say something really true and enlightening. <laughs> it's it goes back to the idea that you need a theme is not something that only good movies have, or it's not an optional thing for a good movie to have. A theme is any kind of theme, even if it's simple. It doesn't have to be revolutionary or deep honestly it can be a very simple theme but you need some kind of theme some kind of point to unify what is going to happen in your movie other in your story otherwise it's just a bunch of shit happening and it's just going to be this happens for a while and then that happens for a while but the point of the reason we tell stories in the first place is to communicate some kind of idea of of, of theme if you don't have that then nobody's going to remember what happens in your movie really it's not going to come together in a cohesive form that people will remember uh, and that's what Jurassic Park does. The first Jurassic Park does really well, and what this one and the third one don't have at all. And there's just no unifying idea that tells me this is important, and this is important, and this is important. It's just blah. It's just vomit. All right, Mike, you say something really untrue and unenlightened. Um, Good. We should... right, what were you going to say anyway? No, no, <laughs> no. We <laughs> should uh, continue to give tax breaks to the rich. Because um, <laughs> it's working. But. <laughs> But, Trickle uh, down economics will work. Yeah. <laughs> has just worked. give it another forty years; it yeah. will work. It'll get there. We're just on the. We're just on the. You know, it's it's revving up. It's you got to prime it. It's a cyclical thing. Got to prime it. Um, yeah. The the main thing about this, like you were saying, there's like no point. You watch it and you're like, why did you just tell me that? Yeah. Um, it, it's <laughs> it's basically the difference between the first Jurassic Park and the second and third sig- sig- I mean the first Jurassic Park still did this but the second and third are just flat out monster movies like the f- the first movie told a story and it w- you know there were there were monsters coming after them but they were animals they were behaving like wild animals these they behave like monsters they are coming to eat your face and just just because you're there because they know that you're there and they've s- scented you out and they're coming after you and that's that's all these movies are is just an excuse for people to run and scream and be attacked by dinosaurs they're not trying to make any larger point and that's why they don't have the resonance that the original did because it's not trying to have a grand message for the whole world but like we've been saying it has a this is why I told you that story and you walk away going oh yeah i totally get that yeah. so there you go you want to walk away from a movie saying good point yes exactly <laughs> yes as opposed to and yeah well oh, sh- what <laughs> wait why why but why in this or wait okay yeah <laughs> you uh you seem to have just kind of trailed off there talking an all right guideline for movies should be if you were having an argument, this movie could be your opening statement for that argument. Like something along those lines? Or is it not quite that sure, sure. Not, not sure. quite that regimented? Yeah. yeah. I, I, or you could say, I'm having an argument and say, look, just see this movie. That makes the point I'm trying to make. Yeah, I think that's the idea. Illustrate I, a point. I think stories are like... That's what stories are. That's why yeah. we do them. That's why we tell them. It's like, look, I, I the can't we put ha- this into words. I have to give you an experience so that you can understand what I'm talking it's, it's, about. I think of them as like algorithms, basically. It's a cultural way of passing on an algorithm. I could tell, I could sit here and tell you, you know, until I'm blue in the face, uh, don't lie because credibility is an important concept. And if you lie, you abuse that credibility. You'll get away with it. You're for breaking a blah, blah, blah. social contract. Exactly. Or there's, I could there, show you Aladdin. There's. Yeah. I was. I was going to say the boy who cried wolf. The boy, boy who cried wolf is like, 
I could talk to you about blue in the face about the importance of credibility and all of this, or I could tell you this very short story about the boy who did this and then this happened to him, and you get the same point and you get the same lesson in and a much more shorter learn it. <laughs> yeah, and you're <laughs> you know. you're more likely to learn it in that shorter period of time and more emotionally impacting. That's why film and 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 stories in general are they need to be emotional because it's we understand things on an emotional level. We don't understand things when they're just intellectual. So I think stories are a way of converting an intellectual idea into an emotional feeling that we can then internalize and go, okay, if if I cry wolf too much, then I will be shamed and then I will die, and I can emotionally, intuitively understand that, as opposed to just an intellectual idea that will eventually be forgotten. Right on, right on, Trey. And and then you see that the that's that's the goal and that's the the intended uh, point of storytelling, and yet here it is being filtered through this business where it's akin to. I have a I have a story I would like to tell that imparts moral wisdom. Put dinosaur in it, make it explode. <laughs> yeah. Well, it needs to be about more than that. I give you hundred million for dinosaur, <laughs> and that's how movies get made, kids. Wow, that was depressing. <laughs> the end. <laughs> there we go. Make a dinosaur explode. This has been down in front. Disney you can World. always find more episodes. Dinosaur. Subscribe to iTunes. Get you a dinosaur. Twitter.com slash down in front. Facebook.com slash. I give you man dinosaur. Matt Fader Veda. Dinosaur. Holden Hill. <laughs> My name is Ben Chief Christie. He's not your dancing monkey. <laughs> and dinosaurs. Spit down in front. Good night. Good night. Million dollar. Million dollar. Blow the dinosaur. You shut up now. You respect my dinosaur. Me dinosaur, you long time. Yeah. Million dollar. I spent much more time around tie hookers than around down kids. <laughs> so oh, I tend to slip right into. Yeah. Uh. Disney World. Trendsinyourhead.com.